But people are so fat now. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl. Bowl After Bowl till he's sick. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion. Just your opinion? Just one man's opinion. Hey, welcome back. Another Tuesday night. Token Tuesday. Token Tuesday. In the bowl. And you are in the bowl. It's uh, May 18th, 2021, if you can believe that. You're listening to episode 83 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And we're ready to get it rocking. Sparking up another one for you tonight. Bowlerooney. Bolaritas. Bolaritas y bolaritos. Absolutely. Oh, boy. What I know we... I self-identify as a bolerina. A bolerina? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> he cemented it. He cemented it in bolio lore. Absolutely. Absolutely great. Well, thanks for joining us. We always like to start every episode off with our thank yous because this is a value for value proposition. What's that mean? That means we do the show every week. Sometimes we get guests uh, and give you a couple a week, and those are fun weeks. But uh, we put it all out there for you, and all that we ask in return is, you know, if you like it, if you got something out of it, if you got some value, return the value in some way. Uh, There's so many ways to do it, and we talk a lot about Podcast 2.0 and the value-for-value system of that. We'll be talking a little bit more about it later on today, but uh, that is just one of so many different ways, you know? Um, A lot of people talk about, oh, it's hard to adopt to streaming sats. It's hard to uh, get in there and do that. Um, It's funny, with this big dip going on, it's a really great time just to send, uh, just to figure out how, for instance, the Strike app works. And just send 20 bucks worth, you know? If you were going to send 20 bucks to the show, and then you said, oh, fuck it. I figured out how to send that 20 bucks in sats with Strike. Uh, it's worth a lot more right now just because of the dip. 20 bucks would buy a lot more sats. So it's a great time to try that out. Uh, but it's only one of many ways, like I said. The PayPal is the most common way. But we also love clips. We love uh, the little ISOs. We love our voicemail line. Every week we have a new topic. First time I ever. This week the topic is first time I ever grew me some food. <laughs> grew me some food. Yeah, we had to word it that way because remember you noticed. Yes, grew some food. Uh, just doesn't really read too well. Yeah. Grew some food. It's just too <laughs> too gruesome. Too gruesome. So first time you ever grew you some food, you can tell us uh, by calling in on the voice line. That's pretty easy to do. All you got to do is call 816 That's right, you can leave a voicemail, or if you're voice shy, you can even send in a text, or a picture message, or whatever you want. That's right. Send your dick pics! (laughs) 
<laughs> or that. Or that. Anything, uh, anything you like to the voicemail uh, and text line. And uh, we did get a donation right after the buzzer beat. Uh, the buzzer went off last week. And I was trying to find that. I know it's in here. Bing, bing, bing. Here we are. 777. And that was from Gabriel Guzman. No note. But he did text in, and I think we ended up reading the text. Uh, but I'll read it again. Hello. Shout out to all the stoners and loners out there. Keep smoking and joking. Peace and love. Love is lit. Talk about farming and homesteading. And this is where that originally came from. Uh, I'm going to be starting one, just like everyone else says they are, from Guzman of the Midwest. So uh, thank you, Guzman, for that awesome. 777. Thank you. And uh, we appreciate it. Um, there is another app that showed up on the radar for a place that you can plug a wallet into and stream sats or boost. And, uh, man, I want to get it right now. I was just looking at it. I think it's CurioCaster. You can put an L&D wallet into it, and that's how you connect your wallet to that particular app. Um, but all those are great ways to kind of send the value received right straight back into all the shows you love. There's a bunch of different uh, value-enabled podcasts. In fact, one was keeping me up late last night behind the schemes. Um, and Mondays are great now that they're so loaded up. You got Hog Story, and then it goes right into behind the schemes. And <laughs> Lavish was on the stream so late last night. He was, I was up at like 4, 4.20 a.m., something like that. Hey. Um, he was rocking it. He was. He was keeping it uh, going all night. So that was cool. Thank you guys over there for all your service. And yeah, that is our there's our value for today. Cool. I made a Coinbase account. Did you? That was a big accomplishment for me. <laughs> Getting into it, huh? Yeah. Well, you, I didn't know that you have referral codes. Oh, right. Yeah, with the that Coinbase. Whole, that whole thingy. So you can get 10 bucks. So I had you send me a referral code. We can put one in the show notes, too. It was super easy to get set up. And the reason why I had to set one up is because it's the only way to redeem your bling points from the bling games. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And I did not know that. If so you... I was sitting on a million bling points like, oh, it'd be nice to turn this into sats, you know? Right. And then it's like, okay, send me your Coinbase account. And I was just going to send them to yours. And it's like, no, that's already a user. Someone already uses that. I was yeah. like, oh, shoot. So you can't double stack. Yeah. Which makes sense, but. Which when is fine. You're married, you're double stacking pretty much everything you got. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I got my own account. I had me a big uh, lightning slash Bitcoin bonanza all week. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, since uh, since the last show, we met up with Word Stupid. Yes. And had some Kansas City barbecue. And he gave me some pointers on like um, buying and trading because I had some old Doge laying around from yesteryears and I wanted to just make it sats because I'm working on these nodes and I'm trying to open big fat channels on them. And so that I had some Doge, I had some other Bitcoin cash from the fork originally and then um, some of the bat, you know, that's laying around from um, from the Brave Browser network that you can donate to Bull After Bull through that. So I had some of that. I had to jump through a bunch of different hoops to get it all into sats. And the craziest one was I was doing Coinbase Pro for pretty much everything, um, including buying a little bit uh, as the dip came in. 
And um, Coinbase Pro does not sell Doge hmm. on their platform. So in order to convert my Doge, I had to go to Kraken. So I thought, okay, so Doge for Bitcoin, put it onto the node, right? Well, it's not that simple because you want to make as few transactions as possible on chain in Bitcoin. Plus, it's like a factor of at least 10 times more expensive to withdraw Bitcoin off of Kraken as it is to withdraw Stellar Lumens off of Kraken, which is a crypto that I only, the only experience I have with it was they had a Stellar Lumens giveaway on Coinbase. When they first sign you up, they like, you can like learn and earn a bunch of different cryptos. It's like, watch this video and we'll give you five bucks worth of this crypto or this crypto or this crypto. And Stellar Lumens was one of those. So that's the only time I've had it before. But uh, he was like, yeah, you want to sell your Doge into Stellar Lumens. Um, and in fact, there's no direct Doge to Stellar Lumens market. So you got to go Doge to dollars to Lumens. Oh. And then get off of that exchange in Lumens into Coinbase Pro. Then use the Lumens to buy Bitcoin. And then once all the Bitcoin is together in one lump sum, send it to the node to fund it. Then you can open a channel. So I was like, all right, that's great. I got all of those steps kind of done. Um, I got in before Doge fell too far and changed it all over, changed it all over. And then the stuff that I had bought on Coinbase Pro through the bank account, you can trade it immediately when you add funds through your bank account to the app. But in order to withdraw it, you have to wait like a week or something. Oh, dang. So I finally had all my trades in. I finally had everything converted to Bitcoin. I had like all the sats that I needed to make these beefy channel um, that I'm trying to make. And then it's like, you can only withdraw like 85% of it because the oh. rest is in limbo. But thank God that expired this morning. So now my channel is finally pending open. <laughs> and what we're doing is called a ring of fire uh, for anybody who's kind of making a node and playing with channel management. Ring of fire is a concept where a uh, set number of nodes can get together and they can all forward one channel to the next member in a circle. So the no, the first node participant will forward a channel, open a channel to the second node. The second will open to the third node and so on all around the circle until the last guy opens up to the first guy and that completes the circle. And so everybody has like pick a random number, uh, sats, like you want at least probably 2 million. So for a lower capacity ring of fire, everybody's got a 2 million sat channel open to the next guy in a circle. And then one guy at the end will route a payment to himself through the whole node hmm. that goes through everybody's node for half of that. So a 1 million sat payment, and he routes it to 2, which routes it to 3, and so forth, back to 1. And that balances all your channels. So at the end of this ring of fire, basically you have a channel to the guy on your left and the guy on your right that's perfectly balanced. Okay. So there's only one channel going in each direction, and they're both balanced. Um, and then that's just a way... Uh, more efficient way to hook up the nodes together. Interesting. So that's that's what I've been working on. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you understand, uh, man, any of that, it's um, it's a learning process, man. Uh, I mean, I understand opening up channels. It's been pretty fascinating. And that sounds good, having efficient channels. Yeah, so you can send or you, of, uh, if you're <laughs> if you're more likely to be able to send or receive than the uh, Lightning Network is more likely to pick your node as a step in the hop for payments. 
And so then you can start actually making transaction fees off your node just as payments go through, a little piece is paid to you for helping facilitate it, you know? Nice. And they're just little tiny pieces as it goes through, so. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Hey, little it's tiny cool. pieces we're add learning. up. We're learning. Learning and burning. Learning and burning. <laughs> the story of the bowl. Yeah, you know. Uh, Speaking of learning and burning. Yes. You got an honorary degree this weekend. <laughs> I did some What's learning. Up with that? <laughs> I did some learning. Yeah, I graduated uh, from the Dudism Academy. Oh, congratulations! It was so laid back. I don't even remember exactly <laughs> the name of it. But uh, you can call me <laughs> Doctor Sir Spencer, I guess now. Oh, it nice. It was a uh, doctorate. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now you have a higher honor than me. I'm a doctor of philosophy in uh, memetics. Oh. Now. They said your boy would never get a degree, but uh, the wolf is now a doctor of uh, <laughs> doctor philosophy. Look out, world. Very nice. You know, I've seen the dudism priest stuff for a long time, and I've always uh, thought that was great, you know, and you can be, or- basically, you can be ordained to do weddings if you're an ordained dudist priest. Um, but for a couple of personal reasons and religious independence reasons, um, that's just not going to work for me. And then I saw this dudism university and uh, I was like, oh, bet I can definitely get a degree from one of their programs that they offer. And turns out one of them was memetics, you know, so. Very cool. Sign, signed me up, got it through. It was, it was a breeze, man. Went back to school. Yeah, it was a breeze. Cool. Mm-hmm. You also uh, picked up some suits this weekend. That's true. Well, that was I, pretty cool. I guess I ordered them. Yeah. Because I'll pick them up on Thursday. They're tailoring them. But, uh, yeah, Penner down the street. Harold Penners. Harold Penners. We've, I've always driven by them and like, oh, it looks fancy. Looks like they got a nice selection of menswear. Yeah, it's always been enticing, but it's just never really been the time. And then we had this uh, uh, Fizzolino gig. The boss was like, hey, this is a fancy spot, you know. Or it's a black tie event. She's always like, this is a black tie affair or whatever. So look your best. And I was like, well, shit, I probably should just get a new shirt. It's about time. I've been blowing it off. The one I've been wearing is like missing a button right <laughs> by the dad gut belly button, you know, and it's just like, I mean, we wear an apron, but still, man, come on. So broke down and I got a white tuxedo shirt with a bow tie that came with it. <laughs> she laughed so hard when I showed up at the door. She was like, what? She's like, of the oh. bow tie? She's like, oh, you're all ready for the black tie event, aren't you? And I was like, well, yeah, you said it was a black tie event, so yeah, so now I'm ready for it. Yeah. Came dressed to impress. Yeah. Frequently nude, but never underdressed, you know? So. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But then you texted me, and you're like, so can I buy some suits? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like, like, yeah, they probably have some in there, slick man. ones there. Uh, Harold was such a nice dude, and... Uh, a very helpful guy, you know, and just laid back. I just felt like at home because I hate going into clothing stores at all. Uh, mostly I shop at thrift stores and just will score like just the weirdest shit, you know, like stuff. It, it's like it's fun and eclectic, but it's not going to work when you're working a wedding, you know? Yeah. And um, man, Penner, he had this beautiful purple suit. And I've wanted a purple suit for so long. <laughs> it's this purple three-piece suit. Comes with a vest and all that. And uh, he marked it off for me so he'll f- fit it to me. And then uh, 
a silver suit, but it's Ooh. like shimmery silver. It's not like the gray one that I got last time. Like last time I had, I even told him this. I was like, the last time I bought suits it had to be eight, nine years ago. And it was just men's warehouse, the black one and the gray one. Buy one, get one. I think it was buy one, get one half off even. Mm. Wasn't that great. And, um, you know, just the blandest option and the ba- the basic of options. And so I was like, I want something more flashy. Purple and then the silver shimmery. It's got, he called it a shark skin finish. Ooh, shark skin. Just kind of, it's not made of uh, shark skin. <laughs> no. <laughs> But it it looks like it is kind of a thing. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> Made with actual shark skin. Well, shark skin <laughs> is a certain type of uh, fabric that they do, I think. Oh, okay. I was going to say it. describes a certain silk uh, thing. So it's not with a the, silk suit. The luster of it. Mm-hmm. The shine. The shimmer. The shimmery. And then you can mix and match. The silver, like, I'm guessing they come with vests. Yeah, yeah. You could totally flip the vests around so that you're, like, in the silver suit with a purple vest. That would work. That would be on point. Yeah. And I've already got some purple ties rocking. Like, I already have colors that'll supplement all that shit, you know. But I'm probably going to buy a couple more shirts with ties, too. Okay. (laughs) He had these pocket squares that were pocket circles, man, that they make the rows. I've never had one of those before. I was like, that looks pretty cool, man. Teach me about the pocket square circles. Circus Media says you need a cane, but oh, you already got s- a cane. I do have a cane. <laughs> I do have a cane, man. I got it at the, the Chinese uh, was it the sword a- store or whatever. Oh, what yeah, it? that's right. The Ch- yeah, you know those... Uh, the Asian Chi- gift the shop. Asian gift shop thing in the mall. But it's got a wolf head on it. Yeah, and it's like it- a carved uh, faux ivory wolf Yeah, it's like thing. plastic. <laughs> plastic or something ceramic or something i don't know what it is i don't know some poly bolly lobinate glue shit. the uh jaw back yeah, onto the it jaw pretty quickly bust it off but, but then it's, it's more... got that goofy like little <laughs> you can pull the head off it's yeah. like knife <laughs> it's like a saber in there One saber of them goofy ass uh dagger canes but yeah they did have a bunch of canes up in there they had a bunch of fedoras like actual fedora not that fucking bullshit not the trilby, trilby that uh, neckbeards wear and think is a fedora a <laughs> actual fedora with the brim uh, all kinds of like the th- brightest pimp stripe suits uh, pinstripe pimp suits whatever and uh, they have any gold suits like shark skin gold uh, oh. there was some different stuff in there there was like some red and gold flashy stuff I love purple and gold together personally it was wall to wall with some craziness man yeah, I couldn't excellent. walk out without some suits. And they've got some ladies wear in there. I think they did. I didn't look very well no, at okay. that whole half of the store, but I felt like that was why. Hmm. But I don't. I couldn't tell you. I want the, to go. You should come in. You'd find it interesting, even if there's not really a lady section. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm not big on clothing shopping either, though. Oh man, especially I was in like, a place where they have to was, help you. I was dreading going in there, but I only was going in there for that shirt, and then I was like. Damn, I want to get suits here. Yeah. We score some rad clothes in Kansas City. Like that hat shop where you got your yeah. hat to match your last suit. Those hats. That hat will go with both those suits, too. Oh, nice. Shouldn't be an issue. That's the one, man. You know, it was an issue, though. What? That Karen yesterday on her phone. Oh, my goodness. So it's like. It was more like an oversharing than <laughs> a Karen. <laughs> oversharing. <laughs> I thought she was going to say something to us because 
uh, you know, mask mandate got dropped. I never wear a mask anyways. Neither do you. Right. Our kids definitely don't. But this lady's sitting on her phone while we're grocery shopping. And uh, she's just going off. And she said the funniest thing. I had to, like, write it down for the bowl. Which was, well, I saw it on TV. I know it's true. And I just, like, couldn't help but laugh out loud. She was talking about people dropping dead in the street from COVID in India. And I was like, lady, you know what they do on TV? They act. There's a lot of acting on TV. Mm-hmm. A lot of fiction, a lot of fantasy. Oh, my goodness. But she was just going off about how, you know, oh, just because I say you don't wear the mask, you really should. Got to protect yourself. And and then she said the line, you're scaring me, to whoever was on the phone, like, at least three times. I was like, yeah, it doesn't take much to scare you, lady. No oh. doubt. And it wasn't even like I was eavesdropping. Like, this lady's yelling. She's shouting, like, you can hear four aisles over what she's, like, shouting. Oh, my gosh. It was, that's my first, uh... Uh, run in with someone of that tribe. <laughs> no doubt. Like where the fear propaganda has just festered and completely taken over. Our three year old also told us at the grocery store that she wanted beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that she wanted us to get beer. I forgot we had beer. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, I'm not drinking. It's been. Yeah, no doubt. It's been eight months for me, but. She, uh, yeah, you were looking and there was a good deal on Founders or something. So you went to get it. And then I said something flippantly since I can't drink about, uh, just like, wow, we don't need that. You know, you don't need beer. Got booze in the house. And then you put it back and we're huffing and a puffing. And (laughs) I I was slightly pouting. Yeah. You'd start pushing the cart away real fast. (laughs) And then I had to waddle up to you. And then our year-old, just like, I just wanted the beer. And then Rayla, our three-year-old, she just stops and she's like, I want beer. I want the beer. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. And just was pouting. And I was just like, dang it, just go get the dang beer. I'm actually going to get one right now because they're. I can hear them thudding around up there. I hear the children, too. <laughs> I get them. <laughs> they know we're in the bowl. They know. They're creeping out of bed, going after the jelly beans. Lavish. <laughs> The other morning we woke up also, and uh, they got up at like 4 or 5 a.m. looking for candy in the kitchen, and uh, we're out of jelly beans because they ate them all, um, but they did manage to find some chocolate, and Spence happened upon them, and the two-year-old just throws the chocolate to the ground that was in her hand. She's like, I don't want the chocolate. I don't want the chocolate. Ray Ray wants the chocolate points to the three-year-old uh so spencer's just like no you both got into it shame on you that's not really what he said but uh the children there were so many magic numbers popping up this week it was insane and my first top 333 story comes from sir omaha thank you sir which is that the cdc's second in command Anne Shuchat has announced her retirement just a couple weeks after Dr. Nancy Mazonier. I'm probably saying that wrong. Mazonier? I don't know. She, uh, this is Dr. Nancy, was the former director, and her last day was May 14th. So I saw the New York Times said there was a series of changes expected to come under the new 
current director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Um, but an unnamed source, super credible, unnamed source, told the New York Times that while the news of second in command and Shuchat announcing retirement was surprising, it didn't appear to be the result of any internal disagreement. And with that, Sir Spencer is back. What were the children doing? <laughs> it was only the little one. Oh. She was crying looking for you. Oh. But she's back in bed now. She's good. Yeah, she's fine. She's easy. It's the three-year-old. I didn't find the brewskis, though. I don't know where you hit them. I guess they didn't make it in the fridge. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they're probably still in the trunk of the car. Well, Sorry, well, man. But I did find this cold brew, so that's Ooh, good. Ooh. I can have some of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cold boo. Cold boo. Cold boo coffee do in you, my veins. Do you like a cold boo coffee? <laughs> no, but I would like caribou coffee to buy my jingle there for them many a moon ago. That's true. It'd be foolish not to. Yeah, I have to record it first. I live out my uh, two and a half men Charlie Sheen daydream life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So uh, as of last Monday... 33% of gas stations in Virginia were out of gas. Completely out of gas. Damn. I clicked on the story and was like, wow, that's crazy. Ended up being that the whole story was a native ad for a company that gives real-time gas prices to apps and websites that would like them. And then was also soliciting individual users. You know, hey, come to our website. You can see what gas stations around you are out of gas and what the prices are. We'll let you know. So yeah, that's the problem, man. Like every news story and every <laughs> Google search and every anything is every bit of information that's given to us is <laughs> attached to some sort of an advertisement. Yeah, telling you where to go and what to buy. And then um, there's <laughs> okay, a project from Northwestern University received. A contract from DARPA worth up to $33 million over the next four and a half years. Their nickname for it is the Living Pharmacy. Ooh. And it's an implant that would control the body's sleep and wake cycles. Hmm. So there's researchers at Northwestern trying to create the device. That's the first phase. Um, and they are working with synthetic biologists at Rice Rice University who are um, they're looking at combining synthetic biology with bioelectronics hmm. to try and get this thing to produce the peptides that the body makes to regulate sleep cycles. Gotcha. The goal is travel focused. So prevent jet lag or fatigue or gastrointestinal issues. And really, they were saying that uh, it could be used by the military specifically for military personnel when they're traveling across time zones um, and for first responders who juggle overnight and daytime shifts. So first phase, come up with the implant. <laughs> Second phase, validate, validate the implant. And then the third phase, of course, is human trials. So four and a half years, I'll have to be looking out for that. Oh, boy. <laughs> but... It goes, uh, it brings me back to that conversation with a God on a train story that you read a few episodes back. 
Um, and how I mentioned, like, I saw some commercial for some Amazon product. I think it just hooks all your wearables together with an app and tries to tell you what your health problems are before they arise. Oh, right. Based on your sleep cycles and your heart rate and different sorts of things. There was actually a part where they said, we'll tell you how other people perceive you based on how you speak. And that was the most alarming to me. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's They like, showed some adjectives on the screen, like needy can, or whatever. You can download both social anxiety and hypochondria <laughs> in an AI. Yeah, exactly. And just let it watch you. But I mean, this is just another, this is another step. Like, yeah, that's, that seems to be the, the goal people would like to get to is let me diagnose myself and whatever. I'm just asking for home visits from my uh, care providers. That's, that's all I want. Like, yeah. I like interacting with another human who's more educated on health matters than me and uh, can come diagnose me. I just want to be sitting on my couch while they do it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a nice way to go. Um, so those were my top three thirty-three, but I had to slip a few more in here because Ooh. they were just crazy. Um, it's a good week for them. Yeah, there were two busts in which thirty-three people got arrested. The first was in Neshoba County, Mississippi. It was a narcotics bust entitled Operation High Life, uh, a multi-year investigation by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, who worked with. It's called OCDETF, terrible acronym, the Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, which is a partnership with federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies to help them all operate together better. And they ended up seizing 85 pounds of meth, 5 kilos of cocaine, 270 pounds of weed, 300 dosage units of fentanyl, and 16 firearms. Busy boys. Yes. It was a big score for them. No doubt. And uh, all three, all three, all three, all 33 defendants were charged with conspiracy to commit a crime relative to narcotics possession and distribution. Then in Oklahoma, Operation Clean Sweep happened and 33 people were charged with child porn charges. <laughs> it was uh, another multi-agency effort. So... Uh, the 33 people came from 10 different counties in Oklahoma. Hmm. Um, and I guess the investigation started after there was an uptick in child predator tips in 2020. Oh, geez. 12 victims have been identified, and 12 of the 33 suspects have already pled guilty. Yikes. Yeah. I didn't like those magic number hits. <laughs> I was like, whoa. No doubt. <laughs> and then I don't know if you saw... Um, there was an airstrike in Israel. I saw it. Killed yeah. 33 Palestinians. Um, <laughs> Hello. There's 33 dead in India after a cyclone. Uh, yeah. Battered them. <laughs> cyclone Takte. I'm probably saying that wrong. T-A-U-K-T-A-E. Takte. Takte. Yeah. And then another headline I came across was, more than 50 migrants reported drowned off Tunisia, 33 saved. All 33 nice. were from Bangladesh. Huh. So, crazy. That is crazy. That was a lot of magic numbers popping Awful up. Awful specific. And, yeah, when it, when it That's starts... That's a lot for just a week, man. 
Yeah, moving into like political wartime news. That's when it it starts getting really alarming for me. Yeah. So like they weren't the fun stories that would have made my top three, but <laughs> I felt like I had to bring them up. And hopefully uh, Adam and John will <laughs> bring them down in no agenda a little bit. <laughs> It'd be fun to make like a news crawler that just counted 33 headlines. That's a good idea. And then also made a betting market on the side of like where it was going to land each week. Yeah. The weekly 33 stories. That would be fun. And then you could look back and analyze them, like which weeks were highest and lowest and all that. <laughs> Hot magic number weeks. You could just <laughs> make a crazy rabbit hole out of that whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> Icy Girls in the chat says, I'm sure there's 33 variants somewhere down the line. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. When? Well, there were 33 coof deaths in Michigan and New Jersey this week. Hmm. But that was it for Magic Number COVID stories, so oh, they've switched their focus. Yeah, you know? yep. the 33s are going to war and not to, to the coof. That's right. Interesting. Because, you know, mask mandate dropped. Yep. Although the CDC did release a statement Saturday saying that schools should keep their mask the policies. Fuck? Why do they so have disgusting. to torture the children? That's so fucked up. The kids are the least affected by it. And they're like, oh, but you know, we, we still, we got this slavery going really well in the schools. We got to keep it in the schools for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's just like, I can't send my kids to school like this. Well, I am happy to say that the Kansas City Metro schools dropped the mask mandate. That's good. Not that I'm sending my kids there, but (laughs) (laughs) did you uh, see that we're in school district 33? Yeah. Yeah. Like definitely not sending my kids there. (laughs) Jesus. Uh. I did. uh, The whole mask thing has been weird because we did notice uh, at my dad's watching TV that like 33% of the commercials (laughs) on TV had the throw the mask away the pandemic's over celebrate in the streets sort oh, of theme remember it was like we're ready. back it was like masks off and uh he's always got sports on so sports is kind of the place you can really see the fresh out of the shoe current to the narrative like by precision commercials like those ad slots are just they're so expensive they're so highly produced and they're so up to the minute but these commercials, so we're watching them on Sunday, and like CDC guidance was Friday, the mayors were sending of the mask orders Friday, and by Sunday, all these ads were on, rolled out in these slots of like, we're back, masks off, woohoo, we made it, all this kind of shit. Uh, I, I know one was Google. There were a couple, I think, insurance ones like that, uh, and I think a couple like food ones like that, but mm. I can't remember specific brands, but I know for a fact Google was one of them. And because uh, they were typing all that fucking shit in the search about uh, we made it, you know, different themes. Oh, I don't remember right. what the exact Microsoft search was. Microsoft had one. I think. They were like, oh, they were like deleting the virtual part of everything. Like they'd oh. say like uh, virtual right. concert and then the delete virtual and like all that kind of stuff. That was their like we're back take. But all these are so highly produced. Like they've had them sitting around for ages. Yeah. Just waiting right then for whenever to drop where I was like well, all right when are we going to flip this script when are we going to move the scene and it's and gross. it was it was last weekend that's when i saw it yeah cuz that was that's like the one day i see tv is when i go up there yeah seriously i know we don't have tv it's like most we pay for internet are, i don't most even the ads know what i see are like 
No play fish fake a cash app game. You play our real cash app game and send you a cash a real fast happy customer time. That's like most of the ads I see. Yeah, and the dude who tries to smash his girlfriend with the chair. Yeah, what the fuck is up with that? I, well, I haven't gotten that ad. That's your algo. <laughs> you just tell me about it. Maybe it identifies me as a chair smash man. It just hears how angry you are all the time. Ah, smash everything. And then it knows I'm a I'm a woman, so it's like, oh, that's not gonna appeal. Yeah, you can't. We don't want to show her a lady about to be hit with a chair by her boyfriend. <laughs> Crazy. I still don't understand the premise of that ad, to be honest. What is it, like Russian or Chinese? It's like, uh, it looks maybe like some Eastern European people or something. Hmm. It's like this one like <laughs> caveman looking guy. Not really. Like a handsome caveman looking guy, you know. No. Like a gym rat kind of guy, but with long hair. And he's got a, in like a weird man bun thing. And he's got this chair above his head like he's going to sneak up on his girlfriend and hit her with the chair over the head. And then he sees her playing a mobile game and is like, and then is all interested in the game instead. <laughs> it's like, and then the rest of it is just the game, you know, supposedly sending you all this money to your PayPal like all those game ads do. Crazy. We know it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Kind of like this, uh, another native ad mm. story that was just everywhere, like all the states had it. It was in KC, and then when I did some follow-up on it, it popped up for, like, Virginia and Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, okay, so nationwide effort here from the M5M. Not surprising. Um, but it's a company making a bracelet for you to store your jab record on, you know? It's, like, 20 bucks. You upload your cards to the encrypted server, and... Uh, then you can just scan a QR code that's on the bracelet via phone to get into events and stuff. Mm. Since, you know, New York is requiring you to show your proof of... Pipels. Coof, stab, and uh, whatever. Show me in silence of Pipels. I was just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. And the whole thing, they're just like, we know it's so daunting to carry around your card, but this company has come out with the perfect solution. Oh, I'm bless like, them. Oh, this is oh, just a commercial. Then the craziest part is there's other companies that have made it, but like this one guy, you know, he knows someone. He knows someone real high up, so they pick his bracelet. He's fucking the, put news on the director. News. Yeah, he's, he's definitely uh, <laughs> sucking and fucking the right person. <laughs> Did you see the Las Vegas high school assignment about uh, write a paragraph on whether or not you will get the jab and <sighs> now that it's available to you? I would object. I only saw it because one of the uh, No Agenda folks on No Agenda Social... It says that their child is a part of that class. Yeah. That and sucks. so um one set of parents. It's just sent creepy. It to it's the like news. what are they just trying to figure out everyone who's resisting? Mm-hmm. So they can target them extra or what? Probably. Well, I don't know. It kinda reminds me of the privilege assignments too. We're in like, school. Talk about a time that you uh used your skin color privilege and it's like no. I don't do that. I don't yeah. even think like that. This is nonsensical. That's fucking racist. But your medical information, that's just not right. And these are kids, too. So they might not be aware that 
you know, you don't divulge your medical records to people. Kids aren't going to be thinking about that kind of stuff. They're just going to be doing the assignment they're told to do. Uh, Yeah. So luckily these parents raised concerns over it. And uh, they said they reached out directly to the teacher and the teacher just kind of was like, oh, I didn't know it would have bothered you. (laughs) It seemed like. I can see like, well, we're at the path of current events. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's what everybody's talking about. That's the weird thing, though, man. Like, if you live in a free and robust time for, like, debate and thought, then, yeah, you can have everybody write a different paper and then have discussions and have arguments and even get heated and call each other fucking idiots and all kinds of stuff, you know? And then everybody at at the end of the day maybe learns something and leaves the room and, you know, it's back to being people. But, um... That's not that's not the society we're in right now. Mm. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have conversations? <laughs> it would be. No. Maybe again someday. Maybe. Maybe, except for uh, whatever they're putting in people in the jab, they could just control their brains and give them auto answers. And I, was, I know, I was joking oh, about the, that this the, week. The, the, like, mouse magnet brain control thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's too much, too much. I know, man. I'm like, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I just don't even fucking hear any of this shit, man. I know. It's but distracting me from having to, uh, from getting my fucking lawn mowed, dude. I gotta mow my lawn. It's getting too long. <laughs> we had and a I'm week the, of rain. I'm just stuck in these rabbit holes. And then when I get out of a rabbit hole, it's pouring down rain. Yeah. And so then I, you know, mope around doing something else. And then... Oh, is the sun out? Rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't let it suck your time away. Yeah. Because reality isn't really like that. Like I said, that cra- that cuckoo lady uh, that we saw grocery shopping yesterday, like that's the first time here in our local area that I've heard someone like having a mental issue over this all, you know? Yeah. Usually before, like... At the post office and such, I'd it's walk like, in without my mask. if you're so nervous, and... why are you blabbing on the phone in Walmart and, like, sitting down on the swing out there? Yeah, there's germs everywhere. She's, like, lounging, swinging, shouting on the phone <laughs> in the garden section. Lounging and shouting just don't go hand in hand, I'm man. Like, dude. Just <laughs> yeah. go home. It's safer at home. I can't hear you when you're at home. <sighs> And you get your shopping done a lot faster and be away from the, the unvaccinated Yeah, there's no... No oogie boogies at home. No, just your own. Uh, Can't sneeze germs. my cooties up your butt when you're at home. <laughs> the craziest part is she's wearing that mask while she's on the phone. I just don't understand that. Like when journalists are doing their report with the mask against the microphone, it's like this is just that literally does not compute. Doesn't make any sense to Let me. Let me talk about some of my favorite mask images <laughs> from the last like year and a half or whatever the fuck we've been doing. Some of the favorite, some of my favorite things that I've seen. Um, always the mask. The first of all, the blue shitty piece of trash mask. Mm-hmm. Those are always gross, man. They feel like shit. They you're immediately breathing on your mouth, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. That's why I try to wear the fucking paisley bandana around, like a Clay County outlaw should. Uh, seeing those hang from rearview mirrors. Oh. Ugh. Seeing those in the gutter, in the parking lot, on the sidewalk, every single fucking place I walk, I see those little pieces of trash. It's disgusting. Um, 
seeing those on chins, those below noses, uh, seeing any kind of hole cut into those in order to pass through objects like flutes or food or straws. Uh, What else have we seen? Well, yesterday the guy was wearing the crappy disposable mask and he dropped it on the ground and then picked it up and shook it and put it back on his face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's that's good. That's good. There's no germs on the ground. <laughs> I've seen that one uh, Twitter video and I swear to God, it's probably staged. What have you seen? That chick's like walking the dog and then the dog shits and she like looks around, picks up the shit oh. with the mask. Tosses it in a trash can nearby, then puts the mask back on. Yeah, that makes no sense. I think that's staged. It's gotta be. But it's still like, you know, you're in a time where some of the satire is so believable that, like, seeing that wouldn't surprise you, really. I mean, you'd be like, oh, God, but it wouldn't surprise you necessarily. Yeah, because I was, uh, you know, sometimes I think, like, how can they round a bunch of people up on trains and put them in camps? Like, how do they just let that that many people, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then this happened, and yeah. I was like, oh, I know. it's pretty no, easy, I actually. Don't, I don't even do wonder stuff. anymore. I don't wonder. No. That's true, man. I always wondered my whole life, like, how that could happen. Like, how, yeah. do, how do people just let their neighbors get hauled off? Or how do people let, like, well, dictators take over? How do people let... And it's like, oh, this rolls in. Like, no resistance. Because... From a young age, I was taught, like, if a gunman comes in and you're unarmed, you just get, like, three people to tackle his ass to the ground because there's more of you than you him, you know? You gotta yeah, overwhelm. overwhelm. Fast. And then it's like, I felt like watching, you know, historical videos, I'm like, did no one think of that? Like, that you were largely outnumbering these people with a perceived authority over you? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know, man. People just think that they're doing the right thing. That's the fucked up part. Like... I think a lot of people are just tricked into actually believing they're doing the right thing or trying to be safe. Yeah. Well, the worst thing I hear is like, well, the mask's not that big of a deal. It's just oh, yeah. That, yeah. I'm just that's like, like, are you the, kidding me? That's like the old Republican voter. <laughs> the old Republican voter says, God damn it. It was a lot better when Bush was in office. Oh, the old Republican voter says, you know, I just, I just put the mask on because I didn't feel like it was that big of a deal. I mean, it's yeah. not that big of a deal. They're not infringing upon your freedoms. It's just they're just asking you to keep people safe. Well, fuck off with that shit. <laughs> if you miss Bush, then I don't have time for you, dude. Oh, if you miss George W. Bush, then I don't have time for you. Sorry. There's some billboards up in Tennessee um, from this nonprofit group, Tennessee Stands, who are currently suing the governor for unconstitutional Rona restrictions, and they say things like. Your compliance is prolonging this nightmare. Ditch the mask. Yep. It's just like, yeah, exactly. Like, just this whole time, you know, just yeah. take it off. Well, they only they only got away with any of this shit because, like, collectively we let them, you know? And all any of us can do is be one drop in the ocean. But, like, collectively, I'm still <laughs> mystified as to how that all happens, you know? I mean, you still need some kind of a leader. Yeah. And you could say Donald Trump was a leader of a certain vein of that, but... He also, you know, brought us the vaccine. Like, he did that. Yeah. And I'm not, like, that crazy about that at all. Oh, get us out of the lockdown, the perceived lockdown with an experimental jab. Like, that's not a good (laughs) trade-off. No, no. 
and you know, I mean, I guess in one decisions the- from hell and lose lose scenarios and what are you gonna do? But you know, what are you gonna do? Is you're gonna not? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We still held our no Make agenda. Make us all lab rats, man. Our monthly meetups when they were telling people not to go anywhere and stuff, and then they had to just physically <laughs> lock be, us out of the dog they had park. To close the damn dog park. <laughs> put a lock on it. Like, they, found, no. they figured out our scam pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, because weren't we at the dog park like a week before? Yeah. We're like, this is great, perfect for us. Yeah, and there was like plenty of people there. It was like at least as many, if not more, than normal uh, dog park attendance. Yeah. <sighs> Dog they, parkers. They were like, oh, we got to shut that down. Yeah. Shut it down. People and that's the thing, fun. too. That's the thing I'm noticing, like, uh, having most days not left the house, or at least not for a long time. Like, most days over the past, over a year now, been here at home. And if you go to the dog park and shut it down, so you can't go, you interrupt everyone's routine. And then they're not going to the dog park and they miss like two or three weeks when it's closed. Then when you open it back up, way less people are going to the dog park because they all lost the routine and it's hard to rebuild that routine. My daily routine, it was already pretty fucking laid back, but now I don't even have a daily routine, you know? Yeah. I like, I wake up every day. Eventually. That's my daily routine. (laughs) It's fucking pathetic. I'm lucky that, I guess lucky, um, that, you know, when I was uh, pregnant with our firstborn, I decided it'd just be easier and monetarily wiser to work from home, you know? Right. So that we don't have to, because well, childcare would have literally nullified my income. That was at a that simple point. math problem alone would have, yeah, and made so, that the right decision. For over three years, I've been working from home, and so when the when the uh, you know scamdemic all started, I t- I told you and I told all my friends, I'm like, this is honestly, I noticed nothing different <laughs> because I go to the grocery store during the day anyway when less people are there, and everything I was doing everything just the same, <laughs> <laughs> nothing changed for me. Yeah, we visited Fletcher, like yep. we're still taking road trips, having fun. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's in pretty much no mask land the whole time. Oh, yeah. That was fantastic. The only thing I saw during that trip was that at the hotel we stayed at, they had a clean pins like cup that you picked the clean pins out of, the sanitized pins. Oh. And then they had a box for the like used pins. And that so was silly. like the one thing they were doing. Which is like, you know, if you have to do some theater, that's fine. Fuck. They'll sanitize the pins when you touch them. <laughs> it's just silly, though. Jesus. It is silly, man. It's like, it's cold. It's totally overboard. They convinced everyone that like the fundamental way in which people get sick somehow changed overnight. And that's what none of this shit ever boils back down to. Like, it's just that one simple thing. Like they, they decided to convince everybody that sickness and health are different now. (laughs) And they're fucking not. No. Except for, I don't know if, if uh, being around people who got the jab affects your health somehow. Right. That, well, yeah, now there's a bunch of concerns about that, and I don't even know like what to think about that. <laughs> it's just irritating me. No. Because it's like, you know. Everything is possible, right? Everything so is it's possible. Like... That's why it's so fucked up. But then it's also equally possible that there's just another dividing tactic. And yeah. I don't know. I'm interested in what you were talking about, about trying to naturally 
ward that off like you would naturally ward off anything else that's going around at any particular time. Yes. You know? Herbal remedies, natural remedies. Hot liquids, soup and teas. And you're talking Honey. about this pine needle tea. Yes. I first saw Lady Mountain Jay bring it up and then did more reading into it. Um, and it's supposed to like just fight off the the proteins or whatever. Oh, like the um, spike proteins or whatever it supposedly, it supposedly makes? Yeah, but the bad ones. Not the ones that your body creates. Right. Like if you're making a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I don't know. Um, but I was reading into it and they were talking about, there was like some crazy uh, side effects people had reported from drinking pine needle tea. And like one of which was like spontaneous uh, abortion like miscarriage and Beep. and i was like well nope just take my chances for now because you know all the teas that i have that have caffeine in them at least will say like ask your medical care provider if you're breastfeeding or pregnant if you can have this mm -hmm. and then with the pine needle tea it's something you have to like forage on your own there are there are like people on Etsy, who you can buy it from, who gotcha. forage it on their own, you right, know? Right, right. It's not like you go to the store and you buy pine needle tea. Might as well forage it so, on your own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rather than pay an Etsy person, you don't know. And, um, but they were talking about a certain, I mean, I didn't have any notes prepared on this, um, but there's, there's something in the pine needles, some chemical component, which is what fights it off. And they were talking about, there's also like, you can get a, uh, a shot of just that, like an injection, but they extract it. So it falls into sort of like the Delta A category of like, it's not exactly natural, mm. <laughs> this process they do to get it out and then just shoot that into you. I'm like, I'd rather just drink a tea three times a day. Yeah. But really just boost your immune, immune system, right? Like you'd think do so. everything the way we've always done it uh, for optimal health, eat better, exercise. Yeah. Take some vitamins. I Might mean, be good. With my pregnancy, I'm taking vitamin C, vitamin D every day anyway, so I feel I feel ready. I haven't felt sick. I'm carrying this baby to term. Yeah. So it's all good. Definitely. But yeah, I am interested in the pine needle tea, if anyone else has heard about that. And I did see an article about um, a, a 22, 21 or 22 herb tea that some small villages in China were using, and they didn't have any reported like COVID cases. And they were just hmm. like, well, we just drank tea. We dr and there's everything in this tea, so we are naturally protected. And to me, I'm like, I hear stuff like that. I'm like, that makes sense. Plant medicine. It always comes back to plant medicine for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like everything that, we need. That's the wild shit about the whole broken society that we have. And people bitch about overpopulation, too. Like, a lot of that's only possible because of the way our food system and medical system works, you know, like we don't have to make everything locally. And so then we can just mass produce shit and send it all over the world and get, you know, half-assed people spreading all over the place. Mm. Uh, used to be, used to have to, you know, secure enough resources in your immediate area to survive. Yeah. Oh, it takes me back to the homesteading. <laughs> our first time I ever topic tonight. Yeah, that's true. First time you ever tried to grow some food. Do you want to go behind the curtain? Yeah, yeah. Wait, might, might as well go behind the curtain. It's just like, it's nice to know where your food comes from. Yeah, if you no grow doubt. it yourself, there's no questions. 
same with uh, anything you can grow, really, when you think about it. Hey, it's true. Yeah. That's the way. That's the way. Self-sustain. Grow on food and medicine. And take baby steps in the right direction yeah. to do it, you know? And, you know, just, like, uh, grow a thing. We'll talk a little bit about it when we get in, I guess, to the F-Tide topic. Yeah. Uh, Sir Omaha sent me another article this week that had the magic number in it. Ooh. But it's a weed story, so I saved it for behind the curtain. Nice. Which was uh, Nebraska lawmakers came two votes short of the 33 needed to break a filibuster on a legislative measure to legalize medical weed in their state. Beautiful. So, beautiful. Just they could have had beautiful. Yeah, they could have had a uh, a very narrow medical program, but now they're going to have to go back to trying to I mean, it's just collect so signatures. Man. Like, it's very frustrating. So close and put in all of that time and even like years of time that go into this executing something like this. And then they just like go, yeah, you know. What frustrates me every time is seeing the patients and seeing their, like, especially the children who are having seizures in yeah. the Capitol lobby and their moms are just crying. They're just devastated because it's like you're giving their kid a death sentence. You know, it's like we yeah, have Yeah, they're proven- forced to be medical refugees, but not everybody can afford to move a state away, you know? Not everybody can exactly. afford to just rip roots out and go to another state where they're not subject to arrest and persecution for trying to stay alive and trying to get some fucking relief for their symptoms. Yeah. And of course, just to recap in September, the medical ballot measure in Nebraska was pulled by the Nebraska Supreme court for not meeting the state's single subject rule Mm -hmm. because apparently possessing and cultivating and uh, using weed are three separate subjects it can't just be like weed is the subject no so um petitioners had gathered 196,000 signatures when their efforts got trampled like that so um senator so much time and money sunk into it and you know they're probably paying signature gatherers too you know so they pay for all these signatures that just get set on fire by one by a judge yeah Senator Anna Wishart sponsored this legislative bill, um, and she said that they're going to start the next petition effort tomorrow. You know, you can't give up. You have to just keep fighting and plowing forward. Um, And, like, I'm I'm not a huge optimist here, but I do like to try and look at the positive side. I think that it's easier to pass a good bill than to reform a shitty one. I agree with that, and for sure. this was, in an attempt to appeal to her colleagues, this was an incredibly limited bill. It had a very limited amount of ailments that I could count on two hands, pretty much, you know, like terminal illness, epilepsy. Tourette's was on there, which I was surprised about. Hmm. Um, but this was one of those no smoking, no edibles. Yeah. Which means no home grow. Which, but what can you do if you can't smoke if or you eat live it, in you a rural part of the state what are you to do you're still gonna have you to have go to the black what, market snort it or put it in your butt what's left oh pills um and topicals oh my like God. the patches <laughs> that's it yes Jesus. and it's just and i think weak aunt, sauce bro smoking and edibles seems to be the most viable way for people to get their medicine that they need 
Yeah. Well, and smoking by and far away, everyone rails on, you always see these health experts railing on like nothing is ever good smoked. And like smoking is the best way to take in cannabis. It just is. It's like the most natural. You're just taking in the flower. It has a very, very, very wide uh, therapeutic window when you smoke uh, most plants, actually. But uh, cannabis definitely uh, one of those. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you can, it's very hard to smoke too much. You can eat too much pretty easily. Yeah. But it's tough to smoke too much. The ceiling is just kind of way up there, you know. Uh. And, of course, Governor Ricketts comes out after the vote and is like, well, this is an issue for the FDA. We've never voted on something like this. We don't decide what's medicine. And he's also, of course, said people have OD'd on THC and, uh, you know, Uh, think of the the children. This is the governor of a state. Yeah, Pete Ricketts. Saying that, oh, our state leaves everything up to the federal. What (laughs) a fucking limp dick moron. Yeah. If you're the executive (laughs) of a state, you're going to say, no, my state decides everything. Mm. The government can have the bare minimum powers as carved out by the Constitution, and that's it. Yeah. Everything else is mine. That's what a good governor says, you know. Whether on any political spectrum side of shit, a good governor should fight for the state. That's right. Duh. But asterisk on good, you know? Even if you're a self-interested maniac, you'd think you'd still be a Tenth Amendment guy, you dumb son of a bitch. That's your office. But all these guys are sold out to who the fuck knows, so... It's crazy. And then um, in the little bit of the, you know, back-and-forth discussion that I saw on it, um, a lot of female representatives... We're just pulling the think of the children card. I don't know the effects on the children. It's like, well, it's your job to research and educate yourself and learn and also listen to your constituents. Like Nancy Reagan will never die, dude. (sighs) Yeah, it was. It's really heartbreaking. I just like you just think of the medical patients and then having this governor say it's not even medicine. You know, he's like, that's just a ploy. It's not medicine. It's like, yeah, just look at these people standing in the lobby and talk to them. Yeah, that's all that's it the, takes. That is all it takes. Because I, I thought the same thing too until I met that guy that pulled all of his tumors out of his arm yeah. with RSO, you know? And um, ever since then, I was like, oh, holy shit, there's something to this. And it's easy when you don't have a chronic condition, but you still want to smoke the chronic. Yeah. To just be like, oh, yeah, fuck it, medical, like however we can get it done. But then when you meet somebody who actually needs the plant, and there are many of them. There are many people out there who actually, their their quality li- of living, life exactly, depends on their it. quality of life, their ability to live and accomplish their day, independent of their symptoms and independent of their condition. They rely on cannabis to help them do that, and it's honestly it's a fucking human rights violation, in my opinion. Yeah, to get in between anybody and their access to their own medicine that's gonna you know keep them better if there's a if there's (laughs) there's a buyer there's a seller there's a condition and it helps uh then what are you getting away of what's government got to get in in between that need and that filling of that need because they like money they like money they like power and control even more big pharma makes the fake thc uh pills but you know not the plant yeah, that shit fucking sucks, too. Yeah, I got a terrible headache the one time I tried uh, Marinol. Yeah, that stuff is no Stupid. good. Anyway, 
effective immediately. Immediately. The federal standard dose for THC is now five milligrams. Five. This is for clinical studies and whatever. That's just the standard dose. For an edible situation? For everything. Oh, so five. They don't want them to say like number of joints smoked or like. smoke five milligrams of THC? I mean, well, I'm sure there's a way to calculate it, but... Yeah, I'm guessing you're going to have to calculate based on the percent... I don't know. <laughs> like, you look at the amount of THC in a strain. THC, so we take yeah. that five uh, <laughs> times five. It's 25. It's, up, know, to, it's up to the scientists that, and mathematicians to figure it works? out. I don't know, man. It's easy with edibles. And you're like, okay, take... If it's five milligrams and you got a 20% THC strain and you take the five milligrams times five... To get a hundred percent, there's no way that works out. I don't so know. You're smoking twenty five milligrams of weed, you know. <laughs> smoking milligrams, it just doesn't go together. No, no. <laughs> but they were also saying like, well, there's no standardized standardized dose for the other cannabinoids, so it's still gonna be difficult for researchers to compare their studies when it comes to uh, using f- well, you know, flower or uh, full spectrum extracts. Man, f- them studies. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I know it's like it's weed, and they're talking about how all the research over the f- last fifty years, they're like, oh, it just like doesn't even count because who knows even what strain they were smoking or, oh boy, it's like can we just go back to weed as weed? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you want it's a weed. scientific experiment, you just pick one, just pick a fucking. Strain and just make sure you're marking it down what strain well, you use and the percentage and all of that. You know? And the studies always define like what they gave to people. They're like, you know, one joint or yeah. whatever. Standards. <laughs> oh, they have standards now. One size fits all is our standard. I sent you a clip from a local news channel. Oh, I love local news. Let's oh, see. Oh, boy. What could it be? Clip one. Um, this is. Or no, the. Video. I sent you a link to the video too, but it's clip one if you don't want to play the video. This works. Heard of Delta Eight? There's a good chance you soon will. Delta Eight is basically Pot's little brother, and it's completely legal oh. in most states and at the federal level. That's because of a legal loophole. Here's investigative reporter Angie Racono. A legal loop your hole. You can thank the 2018 Farm Bill for this unintended consequence. It made hemp legal. Scientists have figured out a way to extract that really weak, Science. almost non-existent THC and make it powerful. These are so good. Oh man, she looks <laughs> like she's Crystal having a Levin. great time. And this music. <laughs> she's a Midwestern bud tender. Nice. Meaning she works in a dispensary. Yeah, Dude. lady, we know. <laughs> she what reviews products in her spare time. D8 has a very different feeling. If you're new here, maybe consider subscribing. Crystal's explaining to her YouTube audience gummies, what she thinks about D8. I had the best time. Her audience. Let's talk about their gummies. Can't get enough. She's got that ring light going. With D8, you get the same effects of relaxation and the calming, but I don't feel like my eyes are glazed over. I don't feel like I can't focus. The main difference. Delta 8 oh, is the cousin the to Delta 9. Of the image you think when of they do as that. traditional marijuana. It's just idiots. one atom difference. So much science. Holy moly. <laughs> and because it's from hemp, it's totally legal. You can find it in shops or buy it online. 
The hemp bill has created a crack in the dam and Delta 8 is shooting through that crack and and saturating places that don't have access to traditional cannabinoids. David Downs is talking about places like Kansas and Missouri, where marijuana is outlawed or limited for medical use. Here's another way to think about it. Pretend Coke was outlawed, but you could buy Pepsi. Uh, Still a soda, pretty much the same thing, just a little different. It's gotten really cheap to be able to put a bunch of hemp plants in a carbon dioxide extractor or a butane extractor and pull out an oil that is 90% cannabinoid. I'm sorry, I had to pause there. Are they making the take that right now the situation is that like Delta 8 is like Pepsi pot and Delta 9 is Coke pot and Coke pot is illegal, but Pepsi pot is legal? Yeah. They had an X over a Coke can it's, next to a Pepsi can. It's just a Pepsi commercial. Come yeah. on. I'm not <laughs> fucking stupid. A Pepsi I'm not fucking stupid. I saw what they did there. They're just saying you should drink Pepsi, which I already do, so it's all right. It's okay. This is not what lawmakers expected when they passed the 2018 Farm Bill. The people we spoke with agree this likely will be addressed at the state and federal level at some point. I don't think it's going to be legal forever. I think the government's going to wind up doing something about it because of the way that it's blowing up. Both Crystal and David point out the lack of regulations means consumers have no protections. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert. I'm a person on the Internet. You just trust the companies. But right now, interest in Delta 8? You think that this looks good? You should taste it. It's certainly high. They're so good. I would taste it. For real. For real. One thing to remember, you will likely fail a drug test if you take Delta 8 because it's so similar to pot. Now, we didn't test this out, but both the bud tender you heard from and David Downs from Leafly shared that warning. Angie Riccono, KCTV5 News. Wow. What a dog shit report that was. I'm just saying, that lady should not be allowed to call herself an investigative reporter no shit that didn't teach anyone about delta eight i don't even think she investigated those uh soda cans very well those were kind of shitty graphics yeah look like the first hit on google images or something and then i also was like man they're getting hella subscribers for this girl though <laughs> that youtuber oh yeah maybe it was a slick uh well i think in this case it's just kind of a backfire thing she looked like she had a good setup she had the tapestry in back and then she's like a. Oh, she's a bud tender. Dyed blonde, bud she tender. She said she's not an a... expert, but I mean, you're a bud, ted- bud tender. You have experience. Yeah, if you're, if you're a bud tender, you know your shit, yeah. okay? Maybe you're not an expert in the sense that, like, you don't have a degree from fucking MIT and you don't have your head way up your ass. That probably means you actually more know more about the products. Yeah. So, and then when she, I don't know. When she said, uh, you're going to fail a drug test because it's similar to pot. It's oh, like, yeah. lady, Pot's we're talking brother. about THC. They opened with, po- it's Pot's little brother. It's yeah. like, it's a it's a cannabinoid. These people are so uh, on level zero with the stuff. And like, it's one, she said it's one atom different. Yeah. One and I atom was like, different. is that actually true? No, the carbon chain is slightly different. That's about it. Yeah. So, crazy. But, uh... Hey, medical weed made local news again because the medical sales in Missouri have topped $44 million, which surpassed the five-year estimate of how much they were going to make on it. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Very low estimate, I would say. All cash, baby. All cash. Those experts are not very intelligent. (laughs) 
not much of experts out there given these estimates as to the sales that are going to happen. I mean, the moose factor is pretty high with this crowd. But Governor Mike Parson um, has directed $2.5 million to be spent building tiny homes for veterans in mm -hmm. St. Louis. Um, because, of course, in Missouri, there's a 4% sales tax, and it goes to veterans programs. Um, but critics have pointed out that at least $2.5 million has been spent fighting off lawsuits from the people who didn't get their dispensary licenses. Oh, boy. So, They've been winning them all, right? <laughs> I don't know. They're like, oh, no, the money. I mean, that's a beautiful way to make some money disappear. Oh, we had to spend it all on these lawsuits. You know? mm -hmm. pay, on, pay on paper like four or five, six times the cost of what it actually takes. I'm just saying it would be, you know, it would be pretty easy to set it up. I'm not saying they're doing that. No, yeah. It, uh, it just seems like an opportunity there. I'm just kind of surprised I haven't heard more about it if they're taking out this money that's slated to go in a specific place and using it for another purpose. Mm -hmm. There's just no journalism. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, this is it, bowl after bowl. You and I are both <laughs> uniquely qualified to uh, understand that there's no journalism. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, two Republicans are pushing to end federal prohibition. Uh huh. With a bill, a new bill that has been introduced by Dave Joyce of Ohio and Don Young of Alaska. It would completely remove weed from the federal controlled substances list. High time. Mm -hmm. It would instruct the government to make a regulatory framework similar to that of the alcohol industry. And it would allow the Department of Veterans Affairs to prescribe medical weed. And it would also protect all the financial institutions working with the cannabis industry. So, uh, it sounds good to me. They're both Republicans. Uh, they want to ensure individual liberty. You know? it's yeah. uh, We saw I the mean, Moore Act pass out of the House. You'd, uh, you'd think there'd be pretty good bipartisan support for something like this. Uh, even anyone who thinks that just medical alone should be a state's right issue has to be for rescheduling. Descheduling. And, and descheduling, de completely removing it, taking it off of the controlled substance list at all. I mean, there's no reason it should be on the controlled substance list. Exactly. That's what I like about this bill. I saw that, and it's like, oh, removing it from the list? Yes, that's what we need to do. It's like the number one federal issue, and it has been for so long. Yes. Um, and, of course, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act... Um, passed out of the House last December and then died in Senate. That one was just going to decriminalize weed federally and then had written in it that it was going to slate some money to go towards the injustices of the war on like drugs. Drug war reparations. So, you know, I'm sure they'll, that uh, Democrats will say that needs to be added into this bill, you know. Yeah. Something along those lines. But fuck, it's just everybody's on board. <laughs> you know? Okay, not everybody because we saw Governor Ricketts of Nebraska just doesn't get it and whatever. But it's the majority of Americans are past this issue. Mm -hmm. It's just time to make the change and grow and get better. <laughs> yeah. So that's just my feelings on it. 
last week we talked about some politicians in California that got caught taking bribes um, and charged with their bribes for dispensary licenses. Well, the ex-mayor of Fall River, Massachusetts, has been found guilty of extortion, fraud, and filing false tax returns. Oh, wasn't that that little baby that was yes, the mayor? Yes, he was 23 when he got elected. Uh, I remember that was all over the local news up there when we were up there. Yeah, Korea. He's 29 now. Oh, man. J- I don't know how to say his first name. Jassiel Korea? I don't know. I don't know either. But anyways, Mr. Korea, <laughs> uh, the, the company, the business owners that gave him the money were granted immunity to testify against him so yeah it was a pretty clear-cut deal <laughs> <laughs> and uh i guess he accepted four million dollars from investors uh to create this app it didn't even go into what the app was because i don't think it got created um but he ended up spending pretty much all the money on fancy hotels and casinos and expensive restaurants and Lavish gifts for his girlfriend. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Wait, he gave lavish to his girlfriend? How did he afford that? (laughs) He wouldn't have a girlfriend anymore (laughs) if he gave lavish to her. No doubt. (laughs) She'd be gone. Yes, (laughs) long gone. (laughs) But uh, he's scheduled to be sentenced September 20th. So we're starting to see it pop up in more places, you know? We know it happened. I'm just waiting for the Missouri... Yeah. bribery cases to come out i know that uh this is out of order but didn't you have like a lavish dream oh my gosh <laughs> if i don't ask you about it now that i'm gonna forget yeah <laughs> I, had, I had like a just like a no agenda social dream where there was a uh, a no agenda convention right um if it, it was like central usa i don't remember exactly where fuck maybe it was kansas city though that'd be dope um but it was like all everyone I've ever interacted with on the social or in the chat was there. Yeah. Like everyone. And then <laughs> I heard Lavish's voice and I'm like, okay, I gotta go find him. Like, hell yeah, he's over there. It's fucking Claudio Sanchez <laughs> from Coheed and Cambria <laughs> with Lavish's voice. <laughs> I was like, That's awesome. well. All right. <laughs> See it. But it's one of those dreams where I woke myself up laughing. <laughs> like, I woke up laughing. I was just Must like, be what? fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. What if Lavish really does look like Claudio Sanchez? He might. <laughs> He's like, I got to look this guy up. Oh, my God. You're going to fucking die. <laughs> yeah. If nobody, if you only know Coheed and Cambria by listening to them, and then you look up Claudio Sanchez, their lead singer, your whole life will be forever changed. <laughs> yeah. NetNet says, what? Lavish doesn't look like that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. I don't know either. I knew a guy ran a bar and loved biking who looked a lot like Claudio Sanchez in Colombia. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, it's okay. I'm on a super roll, but I knew I would forget if I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny dream. But I also like, I got weird. Like, I don't want to like message people and be like, dude, I had this dream about you the other night. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I remember telling you first thing. I was just like, dude, you're never going to believe this. 
There's so much debauchery and fun in that dream. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it's a no agenda meetup, you know, like, yeah. except for times a huge amount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the Mississippi Supreme Court has overturned the voters' medical initiative. Oh, how could they? Yeah, it's the first time that a medical initiative has been overturned in this new play by Supreme Courts. So, Amendment 65 had passed with 75% of the vote, but they ruled it invalid because it didn't meet the state's initiative process that requires them to gather 20% of signatures from each of the five congressional districts. And the asterisk to that point is that in 2000, Mississippi went from five to four congressional districts. Right. But the language on the initiatives never got changed. So. So it's just invalid because it's impossible to collect in five districts when there's only four districts. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Oh, my God. And so. Which cheaters, bro. Yeah. uh, Three of the nine judges dissented. That's ridiculous. And said the secretary of state was justified to put it on the ballot. Excuse me. Obviously, they had enough signatures for what the written instructions said they had to have, you know? How stupid have we been? And it's like, okay, wouldn't this invalidate all of these initiatives, every initiative going through to get on ballot? Because you're telling me the reason why it was invalidated is because the uh, the state written instructions on it are incorrect, right? Yeah. is horrible. I don't know. That seems just totally and completely unfair. Like, in that scenario, you could have every single voter in the state sign the fucking thing and it still would be invalid. Yeah. Because there's not a fifth fucking district to collect in. I mean, are you kidding me? Am I, am I crazy, land? It, it just makes me sick. I don't know. It's like, what? The Secretary of State should have, you know, if there was going to be a problem, it should have stopped there with the Secretary of State when they turned in their signatures. Hmm. In my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I know uh, in April, Florida rejected a recreational ballot measure. And, of course, we've got South Dakota the Supreme Court has yet to decide on whether or not to uphold the recreational measure that the people voted on. This is what ticks me off about it. Like, regardless of the issue, regardless if it's something I agree with or not, I don't think that I don't think that the courts should have a right to step in and say like the will of the people is yeah, n- like not the, it. The court <laughs> like, has to no. <laughs> double check and baby check your your right to self govern. It's fucking lame, dude. That, all that kind of stuff just makes me mad. Like, on an individual level, you already have so little effect on anything. And so then you get a bunch of people together, you the people, and you write and sign a law, and you pass it, because fuck the legislature. They don't have your best interests at heart. No. So you're going to do it as the people, directly, direct action. And then it's like, just tossed out. <laughs> it just makes me so angry. It's craziness. And what can you do? Like... Just, I mean, in South Dakota, they're uh, appealing it from an appellate court uh, judgment, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, but the court system isn't working for us. <laughs> like, it's not working for the people right now. I don't know. I should have moved this story up sooner, but Colorado banned uh, THC isomers like Delta 8. Uh, that's so, so weird. They're like, they're like the one of the groundbreakers in legalization and they're going to go ban Delta 8. 
Well, it's so like, it is very weird. So, and they would have to just ban the the singling it out, right? The extraction of it, because you have delta eight in all pot. Yes, yes, it's the extracted, just the single. Gotcha. Cannabinoid extracted. Um, but they said, you know, proponents say like, well, hey, 2018 farm bill legalized hemp hemp extracts, you know. And then the um, the DEA disagreed with this and came out with a ruling of like how to implement the farm bill. Um, when was that? I feel like in the winter. Um, but they say because it's not directly from the hemp, but goes to a manufacturer to be extracted, that no, it's a loophole, and we're gonna shut it down. So can't have that good old American ingenuity on that. <laughs> it's just right. frustrating. It's like. Oh, well, here we are, Colorado. Be- I know. And it, then you, it, it does make you wonder, right? Like, so any strain that has Delta in it, is that going to be attacked yeah, next? Like, I, is this an attack plan? Like, right. we start with... We can re-illegalize weed by vilifying Delta 8 or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Start with these extra... Like, even they could find a way to try and vilify CBD, you know? No, I don't know. Especially since that market was so wild west, people... It's also tiresome. It is. It's, it's a lot to keep up with, too. Every angle, man. So. How could they just, do it? I don't know. But Alabama signed a compassionate act legalization bill in yesterday. The governor there. Um, I think we talked about it on the last show. Passing. Um, but the rules are to be in, adopted in time to allow business license applicants to start applying by September 1st of 2022. And unfortunately, this one bans smokable flour, vaping products, candies, and baked goods. So I wonder if you can... Well, what are you going to do besides candies and baked goods for edibles? There's got to be a loophole there, though. Candies and baked Cereal. goods. Cereal, Cereal. yeah. <laughs> uh, just put it put it in butter. Oh, and yeah, then it's not a baked good, it's just butter. And it's, then people yeah. can bake the good themselves at home. Um, and then that can be anything. Yeah, I've done fucking. No, I've done weed lobster. Oh fuck like yeah, weed shrimp and lobster, just with weed butter. Butter, That's fucking silly, awesome. Another part of this bill has a dosage limit to it, and it's a daily THC dosage limit of fifty milligrams, except in the case of a terminal illness mm. or something deemed medically appropriate by a doctor after ninety days of basically monitored care, I guess. And uh, and then that caps itself to 75 milligrams. So it's like, oh, you're dying? 50 milligrams isn't taking you out of your chronic pain? Like, well, I guess we can give you 75. <laughs> I will say, uh, Corkass sent us this story as well about Alabama signing it into law. It's and, just uh, so limited. I don't like seeing the limited we, yeah. <laughs> ones like this. Did, it was, it's a perfect candidate for... Uh, it's a step in the right direction oh, yeah. after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. She's been hitting the text line. Hey, you and the bowl, babes. I'm tuned in since nine, whilst happily walking in the drizzling warm rain out here. Thanks for making it all the richer with your humorous and informative goodness. We'll be sparking one up. Along with you possum deuterinos upon my return home. This dudette abides. Cheers, Quirkess. Yay, Quirkess. She was also very pleased to hear about the lavish dream. Because <laughs> she said last night. 
We were talking about it last night in the green room up late. But uh, yes. Cool. We did uh, receive a lot of feedback on the uh, first time. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have one more weed? I did have story? one more weed story. In Let Minnesota. <laughs> I didn't want to approach this bull early. I'll be quick. Uh, Minnesota's medical market is definitely going to see a significant sales boost because their legislature just approved smokable flour for oh, patients. Oh, finally. So, hey, Alabama, there's hope for you. You can add it on, yeah. tack it on later, but... Just ran um, it through. They You'll actually, have to be fixing that bad law for a long time. Yeah, well, but. it would be great if we saw federal legislation, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not holding my breath, that's for sure. One step in the right direction at a time. Do, 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 do. But this uh, this was passed through an omnibus health bill. Oh. So they just kind of snuck it in. Snuck it I in like, like a barnacle on a whale. <laughs> yeah. Should have done that ages ago, man. Come no on. No joke. Force it through. Minnesota had a recreational bill um, pass out of the House and die in the Senate. Ugh. So. Yeah, that's happened sometimes. Those people are like right at the cusp of getting it. Yeah. But it's tougher. It's tougher to get it through the legislature, really, especially a good one. Yes. Than it is through the uh, ballot initiative version. So, so many compromises along the way. Exactly. And it's all like negotiated and wheeled and dealed and shit. Blah. You know what's not negotiated, wheeled, what? or dealed? What? What? All these bullers in the bowl in the voicemail line. Oh, yeah. They called us to uh, tell us about the first time they grew them some food. Okay. So I've never intentionally grown food. However, uh-huh. I have uh, picked my share of blackberries both growing up and uh because Foraging, all up and sure. down the west coast during the summer months you can find blackberries vines everywhere mm-hmm. uh when i go for a run uh in july or august it's uh i can usually find some blackberries too much along along the way um when i moved into this house uh, that i'm in and I've, and I've been here um, a dozen years or more um there was a strawberry patch and actually the strawberry patch uh is still growing strawberries uh even though that whole section uh of the uh of the yard they just replaced the fence uh, not too long ago we did the fence that we have with our neighbor um that we had to pay half for because well it's half of them on our property but yeah the uh you know we've never really done any work to um actually uh you know, I don't know, maintain the strawberry patch. You know, I'll pull some weeds out of it every now and again. Must uh, be the, fucking nice. get their share of the strawberries. But, uh, uh, you know, that's. I guess I guess that's growing me some food. I mean, it's, you know, but it, I, I didn't actually like plant the seeds or whatever. And I remember, um, you know, I don't know, trying to do that as a kid, and it didn't work very well, or yeah. carrots or something lame like that. Um, <laughs> strawberries are kind of cool. Uh, we did try to do blueberries once, and that didn't work so well. Yeah. Uh, I think where we put it, and you know, in, in the fact that we're in like freaking, you know, the Pacific Northwest, that you know, I don't know what it is, but just we didn't didn't get anything from it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The wife also got some planters, and so who knows what she's going to grow in the planters. But uh, uh, yeah, this is uh, you know, the, the, never haven't really uh, you know, I don't know, built an entire farm or whatever. Uh, I did do some composting. Nice, uh, you know, nice. I remember that as a, as a kid, my, uh, my stepmother actually, um, you know, they had a big old compost p- patch in the back and we'd take all the vegetables and everything that, that, that you know, all the waste and, t- and throw it outside and made a really nice compost. And, you know, I, I, I did do that one year with the coffee grounds in the, in the, in the, um, in the strawberry patch and, you know, with eggs and stuff like that. And I probably could do that again, but uh, yeah, that's work. 
And, uh, you know, I'm, I'll admit I'm, I'm somewhat lazy, but, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is what it is. So, uh, that's true. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Stop the hammering. Nice. Yeah, Stop the hammering. Composting. We kind of like half-ass composting in that we like throw veggie scraps in the, in the compost bucket, throw dirt on that. And sometimes mix yard scraps, mix it around. It does all right. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't exactly know what I'm doing as far as like what to throw in there, ratios or anything like that. I've used uh, shaft from the uh, coffee roasting process in there too, which is really nice. The soil loves that shit. Yeah. But the coolest compost hack that I've ever seen where you would have to actually get the mixture right and compost it correctly. Uh, this dude makes big-ass compost piles and then like heats a hot tub with it because as the dirt composts for like a matter of months, like a half a year or more, I think, uh, it gets hot. There's like a chemical reaction going on, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like all hot. And then you just run a water pump through the big chunk of a uh, compost pile. And you can heat like a hot tub, just circling the water through that. Whoa. Yeah. So you just power the pump, but you don't uh, add the heat. It heats itself. That shit I want to do someday. Yeah. That's like, that's on my bucket list of stuff. Like farm nerd stuff to do when I have land. Nasty smell, too. Yeah, I bet. That smells weird. Yeah. Gonna need a lot of essential oils. Yeah. <laughs> Lavender. Throw a bath bomb in there, baby. <laughs> bath grenade. Uh, here's another grenade coming in the voicemail box. Hey, Bull After Bull. Hey. Tom Starkweather. How's it going, uh, Tom? I, I really enjoyed your question. Uh, the first, first time I really made something that it was growing in the kitchen happened to be kombucha. It grew a bacteria culture from apple cider vinegar. And uh, one thing led to another, and I was making, like, three different kinds. People were coming over and buying it out of the refrigerator. Some of it ended up at the New York Times. All right. Uh, And I had a mate, a yerba mate tea base, and I started working with people that worked at breweries, hoping to kind of partner with them, like get in, maybe make my own kombucha. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I found that at least in the beer culture, they they didn't really look highly on kombucha. Yeah. So kind of a joke. Uh, some breweries do have it. Coffee shops. Fortunately, that never took off. But someone else in Brooklyn made a mate tea-based kombucha and successful so uh-huh. someone pulled it off that's, got it. that's kind of the first thing i made out of the kitchen nice. sorry if that was a long-winded story but that's perfect uh you know i just gotta be true to the kombucha john c dvorak <laughs> it's almost vinegar <laughs> if you ferment long enough yeah anyway i enjoy the show thank you absolutely cheers cheers, cheers. thank you tom tom starkweather also known as melodious owls on the socials. Kombucha, yeah. I never liked most kombuchas, although there's this one um, that's made locally here and distributed. And it's distributed by the same refrigeration truck company or whatever that uh, distributed the cold brew line all around the city. Um, they, I think the roastery partner, partnered with them, like, I want to say in 2018 or something like that. But, you know, they started making all this cold brew, cold brew, cold brew, and all these cans. They got a canning line. So they needed dudes to uh, take it around in a refrigerated state because basically it's super fresh, but you got to keep it cold. Um, 
as long as you keep it cold, then it stays preserved really well. Uh, but yeah, kombucha. I had the, this blueberry kombucha, and it was actually nice. Mm. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Chipotle's doing those weird... Uh, Oh yeah, they had like a turmeric juice and an apple cider vinegar strawberry juice. Yeah, that's the one I had. Apple cider vinegar. It's it's really nice if you got it like in something. I I've done shots of it before, and it's like you know you definitely get like health effect benefits, you know. But it's just it's very intense. Let's say. Yeah, it is intense. I uh, in my face wash it washing rituals. If you can get hammered while doing it, maybe I just need to mix it with bourbon (laughs) or something. Yeah, maybe. But man, washing your face with apple cider vinegar, a watery mix, so good. Yes. It's the only thing that's closed my pores. Remember back in Bowl After Bowl episode like 20-something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to have a wide open pores. My poor pores. Yeah. Well, finally mm. took my grandma's advice. Did the, uh, the old apple cider vinegar face wash. Nice. And then you just, you know, wash the shit out of your face with something that smells good after. <laughs> uh, here's something that smells good after. Right in our voicemail. Evening, y'all. It's Farmer Todd. Farmer Todd. Hey, Todd. First time I ever grew some food for myself or raised some food. Yeah. I encourage everyone to do it. I've been doing it forever. 42 years. Born and raised. Hell yeah. Grow a chicken, plant a seed, tap a tree. Catch a fish. Hell yeah. Raise your own food. Be self-reliant. Yes. And you all get through it. Peace out. In the bowl. In the, In bowl. the bowl. Keep on rolling. Self-reliant. Farmer Todd. I'm going to use that instead of self-sustaining. For, <laughs> what for a kick-ass on. dude, man. Hell what a yeah. kick-ass dude. Yeah, I like... It was weird. I got into Red Dead Redemption, and then I got into like... It's fuck it up. It's so fucked up. It's like this video game that just makes you want to like be in nature. Even though you're playing this fucking video game all the time. <laughs> you're like fooled into thinking you're like actually out in the woods and you know, living off the land and shit. But then uh that's where I discovered that uh the whole permaculture movement. Mm-hmm. And uh we went to Polyface Farms on the way out, you know, cuz I was so interested in the Joel Salatin and his his work out there at the farm. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely a dream. It's like, do a little piece by piece. Yes. A little piece by piece. You mentioned fishing, too. Man, I've fished my whole life since, like, I was big enough to hold a pole. My grandparents had a place at Lake of the Ozarks, so we'd go down there every summer and fishing and swimming and water skiing is what you did. It's what you learned to do. So, fishing and swimming and water skiing. And so, in that order, that's how you learned how to do them. Nice. You could fish before you could swim. But then once you learned how to swim, you were ready to start water skiing. Yeah. Self-reliance, man. I'm very into that. I'm very into decentralization. Like, what if it all goes to shit? What if you didn't have to worry if it all goes to shit? Because you have some plan. Exactly. Don't, don't rely on all of the things that will go to shit. You just, like, it doesn't affect you. That's what I want to be, for yeah. sure. And what a blessing to see and know where all your food comes from no doubt because you are what you eat right so i want to know what that means and know that it came out of a place of love like our medicinal maple syrup we're still enjoying from farmer todd so good (laughs) sweeter than honey (laughs) just like this next color what's up nerds what's up first time i ever grew some cool guy uh we were living on a military base in base housing and we had 
uh, garden plots out near the base housing that you could sign up for, and we got one every year. And my mom taught me and my brothers how to grow all sorts of different stuff. We had carrots and radishes and peppers and potatoes and corn and tomatoes, you know, a whole produce section of food. And what was great is it was in between our house and where me and my friends used to go play in the woods in the nature trails. So on the way to the nature trails, we would stop by our garden plot and pick some carrots and radishes and toss them in the backpack. And we would go in the woods and hang out all day and have some fresh fresh veg- veggies to eat uh, in the bowl. In, in the, the bowl. bowl. That's awesome. Yeah, that's – got to love the fresh veggies, man. Fresh and ready to eat. Crunchy, yeah. crunchy. That's how you know it's good, man. And right on the way to the nature trail. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's what we should have done, man, back in college is just plant some food on the way to the smoke spot on the on the Katy Trail there. Oh, yeah. Plant some food. Yeah. Food. Food. <laughs> Little munchies. There's, there's been things planted along the Katy Trail there. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> they didn't fucking live very long. Ah. Yeah. It's too, too high, high traffic. foot traffic. Yeah. And people don't know yeah. what the fuck they're doing. Just pull some leaves out of the ground and go, wahoo, I found weed. <laughs> Just like that, too. Just like that. <laughs> Just like, wahoo, I found this next voicemail. First time I ever grew some food. <laughs> 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 no, but serious. Nice. We grew food when I was a kid. Uh, we, had, we had all sorts of um, plants in our backyard. And my favorite ones, the ones I was always tending to, the ones that even when I was just a, a wee lad, still in the single digits, I was laying claim to these plants, the pepper plants. Hell yeah. I learned early on that if you if you plant mild peppers next to spicy peppers, they will all be spicy. <laughs> like people. Yes. And I grew to love those spicy peppers. Yeah. yeah. And I still do to this day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I know you do. Thanks again, Spence, for those those Carolina Reapers. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they live forever in my brain. Nice. Thank you so much. They're so hot. Hell yeah. Just like you two. Wow. Boleritos. Oh, shoot. Um, That's all. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We love you, too. Yeah, man. Peppers are like people, you know? You get the mild ones in with the spicy ones, and pretty soon everybody's just fucking spicy, man. It's like how it goes. Hell yeah. Spice (laughs) overpowers the mildness. (laughs) Overtakes it, overcomes it. Arriba! When was the uh, first time you ever grew you some food? Well, I know we sprouted something in cups when I was in kindergarten. Oh, yeah. And I Everyone does say, the dirt in the cup thing. I, I think, think we did was, marigolds, though. I feel like I had a bean sprout. Beans but are one I've heard of. I, uh, I was raised by my great-grandparents, and so they always had a garden. And so I was just raised around the... Tom- it was mostly tomatoes. Yeah. Like a whole lot of tomatoes. And uh, they had some peas and peppers. Um, I think... I really just remember the tomatoes, but the first thing I planted, like seed in the ground with my hands in the yard, was strawberries. A strawberry patch along the house. 
So that's what I count as my first time. Yeah. I grew some food for myself because I remember the whole process. Nice. And like going out with my Nana and doing the damn thing and then checking like every day thinking they're just going to pop up overnight. Right. And then also being disappointed when they didn't like fruit the first year. I'm uh, like, where's uh-huh. my strawberries? Oh, strawberries are a waiting game. <laughs> but, man. oh man, by the time I was in high school, I mean, the whole house is lined with strawberries. See, these ones up by our house they didn't do as good this year as they were last year i know it's only like two plant two little you know clusters and there was like five or six last year so i'm like ma what do i know <laughs> what happened i don't know there is a lot of a uh, probably stupid placement <laughs> i'm fucking with them last year too though yeah i don't know that the placement could definitely be better probably shouldn't be uh that near the house i don't know about it i don't know the ones that i grew at uh Maybe the soil just sucks there. Well, I mean, yeah, we're in Kansas City, so. (laughs) Till it up and add some of our magic. The compost. Magic uh, food scrap compost. Hell yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Hey, I got another voicemail. All right. People really loved the gross and food topic, by the way. I love it. I love that. We always do really great on the suggested uh, F ties. The first time I ever grew my own food. Well, I when I was a kid growing up, there was we we had a little garden. There was already rhubarb there Ooh, and yeah. strawberries. Garden, garden rhubarb. And the raspberry bush was very good. Um, later on in life, I I understand that strawberries and rhubarb yep. they go they go really well. Like peas really and well carrots. And and then. I and then out later I, I I did end up growing my own food. I, I was I was living out on a farm and I would I would grow all the food. You got nice. your wheats, your corns, your um then then you got the apples, like but that's like in another section of the farm. Yeah, the orchard. And then potatoes and you got lettuce and well, there's a, you know, there's other stuff. Did I say corn? I said corn. <laughs> I said corn, corn right? Yeah, yeah. I said corn. You gotta have corn. corn. I mean, corn. Um, yeah. Not porn. Corn. <laughs> um, and then there was also a little the, of this and that. <laughs> the turnips. The turnips would get into a fight with the potatoes. Oh. That was a real thing. That's violent. Huh. Those were some good times. Good Hell times yeah. riding on that tractor, riding. It was really cool. You're like out, you're out there by yourself, so it's like you can get away with a lot of things doing that. Anyway, love you guys. Love you. Love you. Isn't that like the actual dream goal, though? Just like driving a tractor out on some kind of near endless acreage, tilling up, black ass naked, smoking yes. a joint. <laughs> you remember that Roseanne episode where her sister is running for a, a I think like a school board or something. And someone pulls out that picture of her riding naked on a tractor oh, in the yeah. weed field. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, god damn. Oh, that was a good one. Roseanne. She's the greatest. Lori Metcalf. Oh, man. Do you remember the first time you grew some food for yourself? Yeah, we grew up uh, with some gardens early on. But then it, like, it never persisted. And we Aww. never had any gardens at that new house when we moved either. But... I remember when I was little, we grew corn, we grew cucumbers, 
and zucchini. Uh, carrots, I think. Although I don't, I don't remember the carrots being all that crazy bountiful. Tomatoes for sure. Lots of tomatoes. I feel like there were bell peppers, but I don't remember very much. So I kind of helped and, you know, watched all of that go down uh, for a few seasons. Uh, but the, the first thing I ever planted on my own volition just by myself, like going rogue, was this a couple of watermelon seeds. Oh. And I planted them in like the front garden uh, flower bed. My parents had like a flower bed up front with just some butterfly bushes in it. Uh, by the stairs that went up, it was like a split level uh, ranch or something like that, a raised ranch. And uh, the, for the front stairs, by it had this garden bed. So I put the seeds in the dirt out of this watermelon that we just got that we ate, you know? Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's not going to do shit. I was like, okay, whatever. It's a seed. You put it in dirt, right? That's how it works. <laughs> and I ended up growing like four or five fat ass watermelons oh. off of that, off of those two seeds. Um, yeah, that was great. That's awesome. That was the first thing I ever grew myself. And it was just like, it. I didn't do anything to it other than uh, drop the seeds, drop in, the the seeds in. That's it. Hell yeah. We got to get on the watermelons this year. No doubt. Let's see this next voicemail, what it's all about. Okay. Must have been a, must have been an error. Must have been an error caller. Error. But this caller was no error. This caller's right on the target. Hey, guys. Hey. What's up? This is Guzman of the Midwest. Good I'm calling Guzman. because I got a story to tell. All right. That I, I was reminded of when Lauren was telling her story about some uh, the grocery store lady. Anyway, <laughs> so I was uh, taking a walk in Ann Arbor in a, in a nature preserve. Me and my uh, girlfriend had gone up there to go take a walk and uh, see some sights while yeah. we were, well, while I was getting stoned, of course. <laughs> Solid. So anyway, uh, we were up there, and um, so some people that uh, were walking outdoors as well had passed by us, and they were some, uh, you know, maskies, and they pulled them up real quick as soon as they saw we weren't wearing ours. <gasps> this is really common in those areas. Ann Arbor's, yeah. uh, you know, much more liberal, but sure. point is, is that uh, <gasps> they were, you know, real quick to pull their masks up and even... <laughs> Put sunglasses on and hats on for some reason. It oh was weird. Uh, going like full anon mode, you know. Got full, but really as they started something. walking the <laughs> other direction, once we finally passed each other, uh, the girl uh, muttered, I heard it. She said, do they have routers? And uh, uh, let me tell you something. Guzman of the wet Midwest is, is, is in fact a dude named Ben. So <laughs> I was upset when I heard that because I have three fucking routers. So uh, I turned around, and I, I kept my cool. I didn't go too crazy, but I said, yes, I do, very nice. loudly enough for her to hear me. Uh, hopefully she did. But, yeah, it really pissed me off. I, I was <laughs> blown away by the amount of stupidity and uh, ignorance that this, this woman portrayed to me yeah. in public, just in public. It's, it's ridiculous. It's becoming a thing, and it's getting a little, getting a little scary. Yeah. Um, I wasn't uh, too like threatened but uh it was definitely offensive <laughs> yeah, anyway man, they're looking you guys down take their care nose. and thanks a lot for all the entertainment hell yeah keep smoking and joking appreciate you brother we will keep yeah. on in the bowl guzman mr guzman other midwest yeah love it yeah man people are just like getting in your face and in your business anymore it's like jesus oh 
still learn. Yeah. This next caller, he's learned huh. quite a lot. That beeped sooner than I thought it would. Oh, uh, snuck a beep on you. <laughs> I have a mouthful of chicken. <laughs> so the first time I ever drew anything was uh, we got, uh, this is going to be AMSMR with, uh, for some people with a mouthful of chicken. Um, a multiple of chicken? It's gone. Um, anyway, <laughs> I had uh, uh, got beans when I was in elementary school, and they were cannellini beans. Yeah. Uh Anyways, I was all excited to plant them, and I remember my mom kind of looking back. I remember my mom saying that, well, they aren't, you know, they aren't the same as the green beans that we plant and everything, and being so excited to to uh, plant those. They're, they're what a lot of people call white kidney beans. Okay. So I remember growing them in our garden here, and then so excited when the first edible large bean that I saw was on there that I, you know, ripped it off and started chewing it raw and it was uh Ooh. utterly disgusting. <laughs> so, I had a uh a hate of cannellini beans for a long time. Mm. Um till elder ages. They're they're good in different dishes. They're good in chili. Right? If you want like a little bit of a color in your chili, you use some cannellini white uh beans. But my sister actually cuz we were I think I explained that to you guys before. We were on kind of the edge of Detroit, uh, and there was a lot of farmland. But my sister had grown a uh, zucchini that won best of like best of show in the vegetable oh, category. Impressive at, zucchini, uh, like a 4-H fair that's held out in a town called Armada here. But yeah, she won the big, huge blue ribbon best of show. Nice award for her zucchini. That zucchini was thick. in the bowl. <laughs> In the bowl. In the bowl. Net Ned. Net Ned did it again. He hit us with a double. Uh, uh, have you guys ever done the first time you've grown weed? Uh, grown weed? Oh, yeah. First time you grew marijuana. Marijuana. If you ever have. If you have. But um, as far as the mask here, uh, everybody pretty much after all the shit went down, uh, you know, Biden said uh, you didn't need masks. And then Whitmer here said... Uh, no, we're going to wear masks still. And then, like, a day later, not even, I don't think, she was like, oh, the same mandate's in a place for us here. Nobody's following it. Um, what the fuck, man? She's crazy, bro. This weekend, and, like, there was people all over waiting in line without masks on and everything, and nobody was saying anything to anybody. So, but uh, <clears throat> I think they just pushed it for too long. Uh and like you're saying, the normal viral load that we all have, they kind of wanted to act like it wasn't there anymore. Uh, yeah. Which we all have a normal viral load that yeah. we have that would ward off certain diseases. And but it passes you through masks. Mask, you're basically making your whole immune system weaker by not exposing it to uh, its environment. Because, it, yeah. you know, we all have to live in the environment, so... We live um, in an environment. When you're exposed to it, uh, you have a normal viral load, and it defends against certain viruses. You might still get sick, but uh, there's a lot worse stuff out there that you could possibly get if you didn't have that normal viral load. And they're seeing that now. Like, they're like, I don't know. They're trying to claim, like, people are somehow uh, didn't get the flu, but they 
I don't know. They got COVID. I don't. It's fucking retarded at this point. So, anyways, I'm about at time. I bet. Am I? No. Okay. Anyways, in the bowl. This is gonna keep going. In the bowl. In the bowl. The bowl, didn't it? Yeah, it is retarded. We all know. It's definitely retarded. We all know. Silly. Theater. More theater. Theater. Theater of the mind. Speaking of theater, check out this next caller. Uh, first time I ever grew some food, hey. it was uh, my parents moved on to some, uh, or moved into a house that was owned by farmers. And for a summer, I helped out as a, one of the hands, uh, washed a bunch of stuff. Uh, and I never got anywhere near the equipment or anything, but we go harvest the vegetables, a lot of tomatoes, potatoes, uh, beans. Uh, all sorts of shit. All I can really remember was taking the money that I made and buying an eight-string bass, but it was doubled like a uh, 12-string guitar. The bass player for Cheap Trick uses one. It's pretty cool. Nice. But I don't know. I've always been kind of a – so I'll hit my trifecta of the mayo and the scotch. I just – I've always been a big pansy when it comes to – Eating stuff from the ground. Oh. I, I don't know what my aversion to it is. Just eat like a yard garlic. You ever eaten a yard garlic? I did mm. grow a lot of like flowers. Like that a was boss? probably the first thing that I that I fucked around with being homeschool. We do the whole composting bins and everything on a marigold. Oh yeah, that's uh, the first thing I grew was a marigold. Morning flower. Morning glory. Thank you. Appreciate it. I couldn't remember. Morning glory. Um. <laughs> Yeah, we grew, and my mom's a big fucking green thumb. Her whole fuck, fucking front porch has exploded with plants year after year. Nice. So, I'm sure if I put my mind to it, I could probably tear it up. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool. Anyways, have a good show, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, man, you get like, uh, some people call it onion grass, or yard. I call it yard garlic, but it's kind of like a wild garlic thing. It's between like a garlic and an onion. And if you mow, if you lax enough on mowing your lawn, you'll see them because they shoot up higher than the rest of the lawn. They go pretty pretty quick. And then you just dig that bastard out. You can just crunch that right away, man. Fuck even rinsing it off, bro. Pull it up, chomp it down. That's how I do it. I'm a fucking savage. Do they have purple flowers? They might eventually flower. I don't know. I just see the green... Uh, they kind of look like uh, green oniony almost. But uh, it just grows in your grass. If you... Uh, Take those grass that you know you'll notice they look different and they're kind of stemmy grasses and you can like pinch them in your between your thumb and finger and stuff and smell it and you'll smell it. it's like an oniony garlicky you'd be like woof and then you look at the bottom of that there's like a bulb man there's a bulb down there pull it out woo it's gonna be spicy chomp on it some of that spicy yard garlic <laughs> man oh yeah I've done it I did it at my friend's house that I sold him he was fucking horrified. <laughs> Oh. But he had some yard garlic, bro. I was like, oh, you got a good yard garlic right here. Crunch. And he was the same way, I think. The boobs was saying, it's like, how could you, how could you eat that? I don't know. There's like, worms Man. down there. It's like, I trust that. I trust that. I know where it came from, right there. Yeah. In your yard, dude. I don't Instead know. of stuff sitting on a shelf. Or I don't know. Everyone's leaning over and touching it. And Maybe I'm the fucking retard. Who knows? Walking around. I don't know. It's definitely not this next caller. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. It's Phoenix. Hello, Phoenix. And I'm waiting in. <clears throat> I'm the F-tie for this week. Hell yes. So, 
can't remember how old I was the first time I grew my own food because in my family it was just a thing we did. My grandmother had 86 acres. Awesome. And That's so awesome. She had a ginormous garden because we had a big family, so it was just what you did. It was Hell yeah. digging potatoes. It was growing tomatoes. It was growing corn. Just, you know, whatever was, you know, sustainable in the Northeast where I come from. Yeah. And... You know, I also learned, you know, from a young age how to do canning and preserving. Hell yeah. Because, you know, again, you know, big garden and, you know, you got to put it up for those, you know, harsh New England winters. Mm-hmm. So it's a tradition that I've tried to carry on with my children. Nice. And uh, it's also going to be uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be filming an episode of No Apologies. Cool. Shameless plug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm going to show you how to make and preserve strawberry jam. Oh, hell oh, yeah. So tune in to that on my YouTube channel, No Apologies. And I will see you guys later. Bye. Strawberry preserve or strawberry jam. It's fucking awesome. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Hell yeah. I love it. Oh, she got another one. Okay, so it's Phoenix again. Sorry. I'm super high, so my brain totally. Wow. I am really high. And I forgot the fact that uh, I said I would talk about the fact that I homestead also. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I have a little micro farm. Based. In my little slice of heaven in the 865. Woo! And we have chickens and turkeys. I'm getting a couple of cows. And, of course, you know, I've got my garden spot. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to have blackberries and honeysuckle. Cool. So, you know, that's a few things that, you know, we're able to use for, you know, Blackberry wine. Living off the land, if you will. And just, you know, getting back to getting back to basics. Uh, I really think when the world goes completely to hell, not just, you know, where we're currently at, but, you know, uh, fiscally and even worse financially and all the other things. I really think it's going to come down to those who know how to survive and live off the land and those who don't and will perish. So, yeah, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Stick around with a post stream where the first song will be uh, Country Boy Can Survive by Hank Jr. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, this next caller will survive. Howdy, boys. Howdy. Howdy. Uh, first time I ever... Grew my own food. I'm pretty sure it was cucumbers, now that I think of it. Uh, nice, we yeah. had those cukes growing and uh, making those cukes and uh, then eating them. You could just grab one and just take a big old bite out of it. That's yeah. what you cucumber. I think the pickling is, uh, well, that's fine. Pickles are pickles are fine, too. But, you know, there's nothing like a good old cuke with a big old uh, bite taken right out of it. Hell, yeah. Just getting right at it. Good for you, yeah. Hey, well, Kirby, cheers. I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, I had a roommate whose family tradition, one of them was pickling, and they were really great at it, man. They did pickles with, like, obviously the pickling cucumbers, but then it had, like, carrots, cauliflower, garlics, onions, green beans, um, all of it super crunchy, all of it super mm. yummy. I mean, it was delicious enough to where, like, 
you know, people are like, oh, apple cider vinegar shot at night, blah, 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 blah. We used to do shots of this pickle juice. Mm. And it was like the most delicious pickle juice ever, man. They have it down. They know how to pickle. Oh, pickle juice pops. Pickle me silly. Yeah, it was great. This next caller is great. He pickled me silly. Man, let me tell you what, man. Tell buddy. me. Oh, come on now. Come on now. Let me tell you about it. Better lay it uh, on me, the dog. The first time I ever grew food yeah. was at my grandma's house, and she was growing tomatoes. And since a child, I've always hated tomatoes. I've been like, fuck tomatoes. Tomatoes are the only food on the planet. And sh- trust me, I'll even eat Brussels sprouts, lima beans, and chicken livers. Chicken you know what I'm saying? Man. But like, yeah. tomatoes, raw tomatoes, were the only thing that made me gag while I was eating them. Uh. And I like ketchup. I like fucking, well, you know, all kinds of shit. Tomato soup. Sure. Ketchup. I like all kinds of shit with tomatoes when they're cooked. All you need cooked tomatoes, but raw tomatoes, man, they fucking set me off. So uh. the first time I grew those things, we, uh, I'd already hated tomatoes before this. My grandma was like, all oh, the tomatoes are ripe. We sliced them up, and I threw up just from smelling them while I was slicing them. Uh-huh. Fuck raw tomatoes. Damn, now, I'll get you some ketchup. Yeah. You know, I'll get you some, I'll get you, I'll get you all kinds of fucking, you know, uh, what else, what else has tomatoes in it? You Only know, ketchup has tomatoes sauce, in it. But like, you know, tomatoes, even, I'll even eat them, I'll even eat cooked tomatoes, but some about raw tomatoes, man, it's like bad pussy, man, it just stinks. <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. It just stinks. No, we can't be having no stanky pussy, man. (laughs) No. (laughs) It just stinks and tastes bad in the mouth. (laughs) Oh, me, oh, my, brother. That's funny. Um, My dad thought he was allergic to tomatoes for a while until he had garden tomatoes. Oh? And then the garden tomatoes were okay. But I guess, I don't know, the store ones fuck with them. Huh. I don't know. That's real creepy. My dad's allergic to a lot of things. It's many allergies. Mini yeah, allergies. but he's the canary in the coal mine there. Well, I guess so. <laughs> they said to me, oh, something's wrong with this one. <laughs> Talk about a canary in the coal mine. My dad is allergic to all seafood, but <laughs> he can eat canned tuna, no problem. Yeah, that is a. Uh, but no alarming. other fish, freshwater fish, oh, s- seawater fish, shrimp, scallops. Oh, shut up, Joe. Any of that. What about fresh tuna? Like tuna? Nope. No, just canned tuna. Just canned, just canned processed oh. tuna. Then he's fine. Uh, what is that? I don't know what that says about canned processed tuna, it's but not tuna. Like even fishing, <laughs> like he will have to, like if he get if he handles the fish too much, you know, he'll have to rinse oh. his hands off, or they'll start like kind of itching and grossing. Yeah, kind of just allergic to he loves fish. Fishing. But he loves, yeah, he'll fish all day and night and toss them all back. Yep, and I'll say, ah, that catfish looked good. Can't we <laughs> smoke them fish, man? He's given me fish a lot over the years. But, yeah. Um. Mostly just throws him back. We would never throw this collar back. Oh, man. Just woke up naked in a gutter, man. Oh, oh shit, not man. Not the first time I slept naked, but the first time I got kicked out of a bowling alley. <laughs> that was kind of awkward. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man. Just got home. What? And, um, I'm going to eat some homemade uh, bell peppers that I stuffed with, like, some boudin and cream cheese. Oh, yeah. bacon. Um, your own food. Fun. As a kid, we used to do like uh, corn in the backyard. Yeah, uh, just a couple plants, not a whole lot. Maybe some like cherry tomatoes, yeah, you know, bell peppers. You know, just have a few little things that you didn't have to go buy at the grocery store. 
Yeah. It was uh, really nice. But by the way, if you want like mint, especially from Ebitos, oh man, they have crazy mint plants out there. And yeah. You could buy like a chocolate mint plant, a uh, strawberry mint, even orange mint and vanilla mint. Mm. You want to take about talk about making some crazy flavored mojitos, and they naturally smell that way too. Delicious. Mm. Anyway, in the bowl, everybody. Take care. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, man. The some mint we got from my grandma like two years ago, yes. like three years ago, something like that. And it doesn't take much. We just took like two plants, two little stock plants. And now it just takes over. It just takes over wherever. Mint is like the easiest thing to grow. Easier every, than garlic? Every winter, Lorian's like, well, yeah, easier than garlic because garlic you got to plant again every year. Oh, yeah. The yeah, minute, you're the right. Mint, you just leave it there <laughs> and it comes back. Every year, Lorian's like, oh, it's not coming back. It's all dead. And I'm like, it's February. <laughs> It'll fucking come back, dude. I'm going to start saying it till like April. March. <laughs> Oh, this is the, the mint's not coming back. <laughs> now it's like, oh, it's taken over the whole skeleton. The skeleton stays there from last year, and if you have a brain, you chop that down, the dead stuff. You just cut it back uh, every year, but I didn't cut it back this year because I was too busy behind the curtain, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this next, uh, next caller spends most of his time behind the curtain. Hello. We're not getting to this. Yeah. I don't know if you're late. You're one of those late night shows. Oh, yeah. First yeah. time I ever... Uh, Grew something was very recently, actually, just in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, it's because I was getting the prepper mode. Hell Not yes. prepper mode. But I was just like building my. I'm paranoid, so I'm just like scouting out. You know, what do I? What do I need to do to kind of be more self reliant? Yeah, be prepared. Whatever. Ready for and shit I to hit the got into, like silver and like that. Oh, you know, just silver. Yep. To to buy food and ammo yeah. or something like if 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 things go wrong. And I was like, okay, so you need silver, but it's just to get other things. So silver is really actually worthless. So what you need is ammo. Same as a moist butthole. Food. But then if you just get the food, then you don't need the ammo. You just have the food. So the food is the most important thing. So if you're able to grow food, then yeah. that's really just the best thing you can do yep. in a zombie apocalypse. That's or true. And that's, uh, that's why I grow tomatoes. All right. Have a great night. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in, Lavish. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the prepper stuff, man. I remember uh, around Y2K in 99, uh, a lot of the survival, survive Y2K, had a lot of stuff like that. It was like, uh, oh, get a generator, but you're going to want to put the generator in a cellar because like, you don't want somebody walking by outside in the fucking apocalyptic oh. wasteland to hear your generator running. It's going to attract like <laughs> raiders, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The book was so alarmist, but I mean, it's it's true. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Lauren, uh, says that Lorian she uses the same uh, facial cleanser as you. Hell yeah! Apple cider vinegar, filtered water, tea tree oil. Oh yeah. The tea tree oil sounds nice. It'd be kind of like a nice little. Uh, that smells. Warmth mm. and warmth and burn on the not like a burn burn, but you know what I mean. A, yeah. Some warm. Quirkess uh, turned me on to the. Medicinal uses of tea tree oil. Nice. I remember. Yeah, tea tree oil is fantastic. First time I ever had tea tree oil. Might even be another. Oh, yeah. First time I ever experienced tea tree oil. It could be, but Booberry suggested one in the bowl. I mean, we can we can have them stacked. We can have them stacked up. Oh, yeah. we well, in advance. It's written down. Cool. Perfect. But what do you think about for next week's F-Tie 
the first time I ever left the state I was born in. I liked that one. All right. I saw boobs throw that up in the bowl. It's a good one. It's a real good one. First time I left the state I was born in, and that's like traveling or moving, like on vacation or... Yeah, just left. Just any time you... The first time. First time you left. First time you left. You heard him. And thanks for calling in this week. We had a lot of participants in that one. It was a great one. And uh, only one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Bowling, 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 bowling. Yeah. Bowling, bowling. So Saturday, Mid-Hudson Auction Galleries in New Windsor, New York, will be auctioning off a portion of the late pinup model turned photographer Bunny Yeager's archives. Ooh. This includes some of the most famous shots of Betty Page. Nice. I'm going to need a card. I need a number. <laughs> yeah, right? This is the fifth sale of her work since January. Huh. So I'm like, oh, what is Doing already it in batches, moved? huh? Yeah. And uh, and they said there will be a lot left over, you know, for more batches. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, they're guessing that, like, blooper photos, are, they're estimating will go between, like, 100 and 150 bucks. And I was like, that's that's nothing. I don't care if Betty is looking off camera. Like <laughs> That seems very achievable. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a bunch of behind-the-scenes, like, self-portraits that yeah. Bunny and Betty took together. Um, like some of them that they previewed were, uh, they're hanging out with cheetahs at this place that used to exist in Florida called Africa, USA. They're just like reclining with cheetahs. Those they're guessing are going to go for like 200 to $300 each. Still. Wow. Original Betty Page photo. Yeah, man. That would be That's, fucking fantastic. We're going to get there. <laughs> we have till Saturday. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we got a no agenda meetup Saturday. Yep. So it's a no-go. I mean, St. Joe. St. Joe. St. Joe, E-O-E-O. You made me sing. I did, yeah. We made the <laughs> promo. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. Should we play the promo? Yeah, you might as well. I brought it up. Might as well. I mean, you make a promo. It only gets played a couple times ever in its whole life. <laughs> yeah. They're all on SoundCloud. You can go back and... Let's fucking... Here it is. That's right, Gitmo Nation KC, Serbilo's back, so we're meeting up for a second round of Courage in St. Joe. Free pool and happy hour prices till 5 at the Felix Street Pub. Right here, Spencer, it's the Kansas City meetup, not the St. Joe meetup. Yes, yes, I promise we'll be back in KC next month. But St. Joe gets another chance because... That's this Saturday, May 22nd, so RSVP at noagendameetups.com. Three in the morning. You Oh, uh, at least we didn't me. go with my fucking version. <laughs> well, oh, you texted me at three in the morning. Can you come listen to this? And uh, you had originally done the whole thing. You sung the harmonies. and oh, um, It was so stupid. Well, the problem was you clicked on a little like auto-tune thingy. I tried to pitch in correct key. it into C <laughs> instead of into G, which yeah. is a problem. Yeah. In and of itself. <laughs> But yeah, I just ended up making you sing it. I mean, I had like I was plinking around on the piano, like <laughs> oh, you were of plinking the notes. <laughs> I was plinking and I was stinking. 
Well, and then how many times? I, I at least once did I sing the original song. Yeah, you sang my you're boyfriend's. Like, oh back. yeah, you got it. And then you're like, "Did you just say my boyfriend's back?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Huh." Oh, Three in the morning, Spence. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh, it's well, a- it's like uh, you heard Adam and John say it: "Last in, first out." Yeah, that's first true. in, last out. That's true. You know, they were, yeah, and I am always there. last in, bro. I send <laughs> my meetup reports and my meetup promos probably about four hours before Adam wakes up or something like that. Yeah, that's when they come into his inbox. So they're just waiting right there. It was fun, though. like clockwork. It's always fun recording promos with you, baby. <laughs> Thanks. But I hate I just to get send these, my own voice. Just so. get these wild ass hairs up. Get the concept, and then. Uh, once that comes, and t- when that doesn't come, I'm in procrastination mode. And then all of a sudden, it will just hit me. Oh, yeah, Sir Bilo's back like my boyfriend's back. <laughs> you know, it just came into my head like, oh, yeah, we're going for this one. This is going to work. Hell, yeah. And work? It did. Now I got to figure out where we're going to meet up in KC next month. Because I know people are like, hey, you keep going up to St. Joe. I'm going to try and convince Sir Bilo to keep the St. Joe one rolling because he can, you know, yeah. he can do that at his bar every time. And it's perfect. Felix and all the, Street you know. Pub. People, and then you can maybe even do it earlier, so you have longer with the happy hour and pool. Whenever happy hour starts, I know I always say three thirty-three, just because it's like, it's the meme, you know, it's what you do. But you can always come earlier, play more pool. Yeah, that's what we did last time. It's true. Yeah, the dude named Clem uh, was there before us without you. Yeah. The dude. Yeah, got those uh, shots of courage in early. Yeah, that should be a fun one. I, don't, I figured, you know, you taking your dad. I don't know if he's going to be in town, but if he's in town, I will try to convince him to go. You, I'm not. Ta- are we not taking you? Um. Well, my due date is the 26th, and I really want to go, but then the girls. Yeah. Uh, someone has to watch the girls, so I'd rather your dad go, and then I'm at home, and then if something crazy happens, I'm at home. So it's yeah, that makes sense. Literally, no big deal. Um, but if your dad doesn't want to go. And is in town. Maybe I'll take some of my other buddies. Yeah. If he's out of town. You ought to take everyone to the No Agenda meetups just that round, happen near you. round up some peeperinos. Three meetups in Missouri on the same day. Uh, yeah. So epic. That's great. Well, and, you know, Missouri's a big place, and the and the population centers are all spread out. So it would it would not be weird to have, like, seven or eight Missouri meetups. Wouldn't True. be weird at all. You could have St. Joe... Kansas City, Springfield, Joplin. You could have Columbia, Jeff City, Lake of the Ozarks, St. Louis, and then Cape Girardeau. I mean, that's already nine. All of those places are far enough apart to have their own, you know, population centers. Hell yeah. Missouri, bro. We're scattered, man. We're scattered all over this. We're scattered, but we got to get like an annual mid Missouri no agenda meetup where like we a all lake bash maybe oh yeah that would be fun the annual lake bash everybody goes to the lake of the Ozarks not bad get a big weird Airbnb situation hell going yeah <laughs> so many Airbnbs to choose from down at the lake no doubt and now yeah. dispensaries down at the lake oh shit I mean, lake so weed so I think about yeah thinking about it right now lake bowling could be done Bow- a bowling alley meetup definitely has to happen yeah. Just saying. That's true. Anyway, a mom in upstate New York could lose custody of her child over a rock. A rock? Yes. Not one of those Charlie Sheen 7 gram rocks. No. A driveway decoration. Oh, jeez. Painted 
with a Confederate flag. <laughs> Judges with the Appellate Division's third department in Albany wrote in their ruling, which was released last Thursday, quote, Given that the child is of mixed race, it would seem apparent that the presence of the flag is not in the child's best interests, as the mother must encourage and teach the child to embrace her mixed race identity, rather than thrust her into a world that only makes sense through the tortured lens of cognitive dissonance. Fuck, are you, are you, are you a judge or a child psychologist? Right? This doesn't make any goddamn sense. Makes me sick, dude. Uh, they, Regardless... The ruling, Regardless of the supposed connotation you want to uh, thrust upon the Confederate flag. Which isn't pretty subjective. It's still a free speech symbol. <laughs> yes, fuck. free if she wants speech to first put, and If she foremost. wants to put a rock with the fucking swastika on it, or if she wants to put a rock that says, kiss my ass, or if she wants to put a rock that has the fucking Democrat Party logo on it, shouldn't fucking matter. Exactly. And uh, I just, it made me sick that they wrote about like the race of the child, like the child's mixed race. It's like, you fucking racist. Yeah, That's all you think about is skin they color. They make all these different uh, racially ap- uh, applied laws. It's like mind-boggling, man, that they can Ugh. get away with this kind of shit. Yeah. yeah Where really are is. the lawyers on this? Uh, if not removed by June 1st, uh, its continued presence will constitute a change to the parental custody agreement that's going on. That's why. And this, Yes, it all came up in a custody battle. Jesus. The, the girl's dad wants full custody. Sure. And currently, he gets around the weekends, and the mom wants him to only see her every other weekend. Hmm. Um, but they're taking it to appeal to the court of appeals. So the custody thing it's is got, just I a mean, mess, man. It's a, but divorce is such a pain. It is a mess. It's really sad um, that this kid is just stuck in between them. And the custody thing. Yeah, and then it just becomes some kind of war between those two. Yeah, but then for it to become... With your kid as a chip in the war, like a fucking pe- a game on a, you know, it, a piece but it's, of a... What's grosser is just that it comes down to a, a driveway decoration, like a literal yard ornament. Well, That's he's looking what... for everything he can find in his custody battle case. That's what these psychos do, you know? I know, but then for the judge to just roll along with it and write this, like flamboyant yeah. uh yeah. it just makes me sick <laughs> this well, makes me the sick. state of that's the state of the judiciary because where's the free right speech there. i guess um in december governor cuomo did sign a law preventing the sale of confederate flags uh and other hate symbols and oh quotes yeah, yeah sure on state property um and limits the flag's display Unless deemed relevant to educational or historical purpose, I'd say like, that all heritage. Of the, every time it's displayed, it's relevant to historic and educational purposes. Exactly, just like any other symbol of history. Exactly, but it just but we we've suppressed and rewritten and changed all the history, disallowed the ugly parts of it, so we never can learn. Because how are we going to repeat these same mistakes of history if if we actually remember them? That's going to be problematic. If we learn about the mistakes we made in the past, no, then we, then we'll never we won't be able to repeat them over and over again. Exactly. And be stuck in a fucking cycle of control. Well, I was gonna say the controllers don't like that. No, That's they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad for them. But damn it, it's this lady's free speech to have this rock there, and it just we'll see where it goes. See where it goes, man. See where it goes, man. Uh, I know something that's not going in your bag if Uh-oh. you go to Chick Fil A. 
Oh. Extra sauce. Oh no. Yeah. Say it isn't so. It's so. Chick-fil-A. Now limiting sauces to only one per item. That's uh, due to a sauce shortage. Total disgrace. Yeah. I'm gonna need six or seven sauces when I go. I guess I'll I'll be pausing Chick-fil-A visits mm. indefinitely. That sriracha sauce. I didn't see no shortages up in that Chipotle. Oh no. When I was up in there. <laughs> Although they got savvy and they're starting to charge for that tortilla on the side now. Oh yeah, because we always get the bowl when we go to Chipotle. Yeah. Surprise, surprise for us. This is the value <laughs> Chipotle bowl secret. Where you can get a burrito bowl and then, you know, get some shells on the side, get a burrito shell on the side, maybe two. What we do is one burrito shell and three crunchy tacos. And then you just scoop yes. that. You just get the bowl loaded up because you can double the cheese. You can double the veggies. I mean, you, you can, can double, double the, the meat beans. if you want to pay a little extra. You can double the meat for a fee, but for free you can double all the other things. Yes. Sauce, lettuce, all that shit. Um, and then you got enough to fill up too, you know. Burritos are too goddamn big anyway. You make yourself a reasonable size burrito. Still have some stuff to dip the chips in. Large chip and guac for the girls, you know. Yeah. Split. And they can dip it in the, they can get the barbacoa, too. It's the perfect setup. It feeds the but, whole little uh, family. They want a quarter for the extra. <laughs> Tortilla used to be no extra charge, but I, it's hard It's hard to blame them, you know. I mean, too many people are catching on. Yeah. think that they got the bowler secret. I was going to say, we've shared the secret in the bowl before. And, uh, <laughs> you know. We let too many bowlers in on it. But Chick-fil-A, man, if you got <laughs> no sauce for me, it. man, I got, I got no dollars and cents oh. for you, man. Exactly. I need, I'm need. i going to need two sauces per item, minimum. <laughs> yeah. It's really not enough, but that's the minimum. I mean, if you count the fries, I guess it is kind of two sauces per item, right? We can sauce play that shortage. game. Like, you give me a sauce in my sandwich and a sauce with my fries. Makes you wonder if there's like a, a one of the ingredients in the sauce shortage or if it's the stupid fucking plastic things they put them in. That's a good question. I did not find an answer to that. But I did see like, that. Dude, just get a big pump bottle of that shit in front. You save a lot of money, you'd imagine, just doing that in bulk. Pump, 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 you know? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come I, on, I did see that there were uh, chicken shortages at other fast food chains. Every shortage is going around, man. Yeah, but but Chick Fil A, they're not having trouble getting chickens. Well, so. good for them. At least they got <laughs> locked in on chickens. They got the chicken. They got their priorities straight. Yes. Even though they need sauce, they need chicken. More. Man, this is, this is a, a munchy bowl here. Oh yeah, it's making me hungry. But play my clip too. Okay, clip two coming at you. Flamin' Hot Cheetos has become a Frito-Lay sensation. For the past decade, Richard Montañez has claimed he invented the hot product. The Corona man who was working as a janitor at the Frito-Lay plant in Rancho Cucamonga in the late 70s says he came up with the idea while eating roasted corn and took it all the way to the company's top executives. His rags-to-riches Hollywood story has sparked $50,000 speaking engagements at major corporations, a book release next month, and a Searchlight Pictures movie shooting this summer. But according to a lengthy LA Times investigation, Montaña's story doesn't add up. The product of Flaming Hot Cheetos just was developed through kind of the standard corporate channels. It's, it's a little less romantic. This guy, Fred Lindsay from the Chicago area, saw that spicy stuff was 
winning at liquor stores and mini marts and things like that. And the Times says Frito-Lay rookie employee Lynn Greenfeld, fresh out of business school, was responsible for executing the new hot product. Frito-Lay and 20 of its former company employees who helped develop the new spicy Cheeto back up that record. And Montañas still profiting from the story they say had nothing to do with it. Knocked him out. Cheeto stolen valor. <laughs> Cheetos, how could you? Uh, had the movie lined up and everything. $50,000 speaking engagements, too. Rough. Yeah, that is a rough loss. You know what else would be a rough loss? What's that? Uh, if you got chased by a hangry alligator while <clears throat> leaving Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me this is Florida man doing that. You know it. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Florida alligator. That's how you know. Beavers, Canadians. Alligator, Floridians. Floridians. <laughs> Floridians. Florida mans. Florida mans. <laughs> Florida peoples. Florida folks. People of Florida. <laughs> yeah, this alligator chased a bunch of customers through the parking lot. It was just a total nuisance. Uh, so someone finally alerted the authorities. They called the sheriff's deputies down and... Uh, they got him safely relocated to a more appropriate spot, which is not a Wendy's parking lot. Tempted by the the bags of uh, chicken nuggies and the, the legs I walking mean, you know, by. And <laughs> a lot of tasty shit to chomp on in the Wendy's parking lot, no doubt. No doubt. Now, our buddy Rick Brandon sent us a potential exit strategy. Oh. This past week. All right. I'm listening. There's a 48-year-old mother of two. Uh -huh. who makes $4,000 a month selling videos of herself farting on the internet. Farting loudly? You know it. That's the only way to fart. If you're going <laughs> to videotape it. And <laughs> Get that money. I like money. I was looking her up, and I didn't see any like videos of her butt, like fart coming out of butt or anything. Just like her lovely face, and then just these raunchy toots. <laughs> Damn. She just sits in chairs and rips them. Yeah. She's been flatulence camming since 1999, though. Whoa. So, yeah. Old school, she's, dude. Exactly. She's an OG in the fart fetish community. OG of squeezing so that out. Yeah. She earns that 4K a month. Fuck, man. man. Yep. That's, she, that's mind-blowing, actually. She um she actually just moved to OnlyFans and has a $5 a month subs subscription fee. That. But she used to run her own website from uh, 2007 to 2011. Fartin' tartin'. I'll be damned. Yep, and uh, she quit her. She was able to quit her day job in two thousand five. She used to be a like travel person, <laughs> travel guide or whatever. You know, wow. set you up. So she was indie, and then she went to OnlyFans. Must just be a pain in the ass to run it yourself or something. Yeah, something. <sighs> I don't know. I know. I thought that was a strange move. It's interesting. But she hasn't had that website since two thousand eleven. So yeah, maybe she got out of the game back in. Yeah, she probably cammed on different cam sites between then OnlyFans and OnlyFans is just where the 4K comes in. Sure. Yeah. She said uh I think it was like half of the money was like subscription fees and then the other half was uh people asking for like specific requests, which is mostly like her saying their name as she farts. Sure. <laughs> but Will you sign my fart? <laughs> Uh, say my name, I fart. Squeeze one out. She talked about her diet. She's like, I eat a, uh, you know, <laughs> a diet Boulevard that makes wheat me too all the time. <laughs> yeah, she talked about mixing beans and coleslaw. Oh man, I was like, oof. 
get it bubbly. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Beans and coleslaw. Uh, <laughs> no, this one's uh, uh, not too funny. It's just crazy. Oh. The 33rd homicide in Portland happened this year. Oh, jeez. And um, it was an argument over laundry, which led to a man killing his sister-in-law. Hmm. According to the court documents. Kind of harkens back to the Pennsylvania snow shovel killing, doesn't it? Well, he wasn't arguing with her, though. She was sitting on a chair on the back patio, and he was arguing with his brother over laundry. So first, dude throws a potted plant at his brother, and then he pulled out his revolver, walked up to his brother's wife, and just shot her point blank, close range, back of the head. Jesus Christ. Yeah. She was just sitting there. And um, then he immediately, like, went outside and started, like, like, put his hands up and was wailing and was saying, like, over and over again, like, I did something real bad, like. Yeah, no doubt. And the the neighbors called 911 because they heard the gunshot. And yeah. Wow. He'll be sentenced eventually. Yeah. It's what a dick. I don't know. It's it's tough to live with people. It's tough having roommates. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have to come to revolvers over it. No. Again, someone who's just sitting on the back porch enjoying yeah, it. Like, shoot the brother, you dickless wonder. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Or just yourself. The coward who killed Jesse James. Shoot yourself if you can't handle it. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. Try again next wouldn't, time. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> yeah, just come around next time. I never do, though. Come around next time, dude. I know where I won't be coming around. Where's that? Commercial airlines. Oh, God. I could go the rest of my life at, without flying commercial. I would be Yeah. just fine with it. Well. No problem. Just to add another uh, little thing you got to do for them, they're going to start requiring plus-size passengers to either step on the scale or provide their weight before boarding the aircraft. What the fuck? Yes. It's an initiative that the uh, Federal Aviation Administration laid out because they said that the the data they have on average passenger weight is old and does not accurately reflect the obesity rate of America today. That they are seeing. So they want to do this. Yes, it's way worse. They want to do this to prevent planes from exceeding their weight limit. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) That's just fucking sad. Let me give it a Isn't that alarming? That's just sad, dude. Like, we built these planes with so many seats based on how much weight we could carry. But people are so fat now. We just can't afford to do that. Wow. <laughs> These planes aren't getting off the ground. I mean, they already like nickel and dime you to death on your carry-ons and shit, but... But to weigh you, the too. The in the chairs, man. Wowie zowie. Yeah. I don't even know about that. It it alarms me thinking about the, the obesity rate that they're witnessing, you know? Big boy's in the sky, man. <laughs> <laughs> Big boy's got to fly, too. Big boys don't fly. <laughs> At least not on one ticket, they don't. Oh, you'll have to time code that one. Uh, uh, a building in Shenzhen, China. SEG Electronics. 73 stories, 980 feet tall skyscraper. And it was evacuated Tuesday. 
while we were bowling because it mysteriously started shaking Damn. and swaying back and forth. That's kind of concerning. Well, it kind of brings me back to my story last week of the glass bridge and oh, yeah. the winds blew all the glass panes out and left that guy stranded on it. Man, there's a lot also of in uh, China. sketchy Chinese infrastructure. Uh, yeah, this building didn't fall, but uh, the cause is unknown. They didn't have an earthquake. The winds were very mild. It was like 23 mile per hour winds. Somebody probably just started playing Gangnam style. <laughs> <laughs> the building started jumping around, man. They're going to have to start weighing the people as they walk into the building. How can, <laughs> you, how can you sit still when that shit drops? I mean, be honest. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> North Korean, isn't it? <laughs> I feel stupid now. Um... It's the weed. Oh, they play that all it's over the, the world. Weed. Yes. Hello. Yes, and I'm sure the obesity rate is going up all over the world, too. Let's yeah. not point fingers at America. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah. And then uh, my last story on the lanes is that the FDA has recalled 62,000 pacemakers that were distributed between April 2015 and February 2019 after it was discovered... Oh. Moisture can get inside and cause the device to have an electrical shortage. Oh, shit. Electrically short. That's no good. I don't know the wording of that, but like your, yeah. Your inside juices <laughs> ooze into the pacemaker and then it just stops working? Yes. Oh, no. There have been 135 complaints of injury, but no deaths. No, that's lucky. So they're doing this uh, recall. And uh, shame on you, Abbott. It's your device, Abbott. <laughs> you got to waterproof that shit, Abbott. Come on, man. Yeah. It's a medical device there. It's bad it's enough to get one in, then have yeah. to get it taken out and put back in. <laughs> I hate it. I hated it. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got for... Very nice. Well, that was a pretty good roll. Pretty good bowl. Yeah. You know, I think we had more strikes than last week. Yeah. But... You can't, uh, you can't strike them all, man. We no perfect had a, game yet. Had a, haven't had a 300. No. Not but yet. Hey, chasing that elusive 300. Chasing and it. We did hang out with all of our friends, so who won in the end? That'd be all the bowlers. All of us. Yep. Thanks for listening along, tuning in, chatting in the bowl, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you. Same time every week, every Tuesday, 10, uh, 10, 9 central, right after DH Unplugged. I've been Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I've been Dame DeLorean. And until next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. You mind if I do it, Jay? I'ma give you this joint, nigga. Sparking up a J. Lighting up a J. <gasps> Getting high? I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. <laughs>